Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. Then later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 125th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we are here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, of course, we have some news to relay, and then we'll quickly get into Volume 3 of Jay and Ted's Jurassic Adventures. This time, they're going to break down their top five Jurassic Park scenes. Now, you may be thinking, oh, that's a quick segment, right? Well, of course, you'd be wrong. Sit tight as we have over two hours of great content coming your way in this episode. Right now, on the U.S. iTunes, we are sitting at 55-star reviews. That's awesome. That's a great number for us here on the podcast. Thank you so much. Keep them coming our way. So let's not let that number stop at 50. It's got to go higher. Come on, folks. If you haven't done it yet, head to iTunes. Give that review. Soon enough, I'm going to have a video on our website showing you how you can give that review easily in the podcast app for iTunes. Super easy now. So I'll let you know as soon as that's up. But check it out anyway. Head to the iTunes app and see what you can do. All right, enough of that. We do have a packed episode, like I said. So why don't we get this one started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access me. Access me. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. Today, I guarantee it. Iron Studios posted a pic on their Instagram of a Jurassic Park base with a statue on it resembling the lower half of our favorite man dressed in black, Ian Malcolm. Now, it's only a picture from about the knee down, but the comment on it says, get the kids on the post, so we can kind of assume that this may be him waving the flare to distract the Rex. It's also in a one-tenth scale. Uh, so it's really cool. As far as you can see, it looks really cool. And uh, if that's what they're going for, that's going to be an awesome statue. I checked out some of the prices on their site because it looks like uh, they're a Brazilian company. I wasn't sure what their prices were going to be. But I'm, I'm thinking, now don't quote me on this, but it looks like it might be around the $100 mark based off some of the other figures, um, as long as I did my calculations right. Uh, Now, that makes it cheaper than Chronicle Collectibles, but more certainly than the upcoming line from Mattel, whatever they produce. Also on that post, they do make mention of dinosaurs coming to their lineup at Iron Studios, and it seems like they're going to be producing a Rex, so that's really cool. Now, um, according to a few forum posts that we were checking out, Chronicle Collectibles is taking issue with the use of the license, uh, uh, the Jurassic license, since they do have the rights to make the high-end collectibles over $150, and Mattel uh, from $150 and under. So we'll see what happens with this whole thing. Um, But for now, it's exciting to see more figures and statues being made, especially to support different brackets of income. If you can't afford the higher end stuff or you want something a little bit more than the low end stuff. To see the original post from Iron Studios, head to our show notes. 
Colin Trevorrow recently answered a fan on Twitter, Arjavinsky, with a question. Any word on when we can expect the trailer? Things are way too quiet. And he simply responded with, Cherish the silence. It's about to get loud. Ah, uh, yeah, so... The excitement level is through the roof right now in the fan community. Just hearing him say that the goods are imminent is pretty awesome. I I think he's right, though. We should take this time that we have left to cherish that silence because, you know, once that trailer hits and more information pours in, it will be full throttle until the film releases. uh, What am I kidding? Even after the film's release, we're going to be going nonstop, of course. That's just what fan communities do, right? So it's a great time to be a fan. So be prepared. It is coming. For now, head to our show notes to see the tweet from Colin Trevorrow. Lastly, here in the news, it looks like there is something fun on the horizon for Jurassic fans in Mexico. Currently, Universal is running a contest for people living in Mexico to be part of an upcoming Jurassic experience. Now, translating the content was a bit interesting for me, uh, but it looks like there will be around 150 fans entitled to the event after only answering 10 Jurassic-themed questions. Uh, So it sounds easy enough to me, of course. I don't know what those questions are. And I also don't live in Mexico, nor do I speak Spanish, so it's kind of off the table for me. But for those of you who do live in Mexico, don't miss that opportunity. Now, Jurassic Outpost is speculating that it does involve a trailer release, and since the the contest ends on December 1st, that we might not be seeing the trailer until after that date. Um, It seems like a missed opportunity to me to not air the teaser during football on Thanksgiving here in the States. But uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough. For more information on the contest, head to our show notes for the link. Oh, there it is. There it is. Excellent! Who in God's name do you think you are? You shouldn't use my name. Dr. Malcolm. Get Sheffield campfire stories with my uncle. No way! You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. No, not yet! I'll give you something extra if you make it a good trip! Ted, I have a feeling we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition. Hello, Jurassic fans, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Jay and Ted's Jurassic Adventures. I am your co-host, Ted Brothers, and sitting 792 miles to my left is my good friend and co-host, Jay Jurassic. Jay, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great, Ted. Excellent. Doing awesome. It's 1030, and I'm pumped. <laughs> so am I. So late. I just drank a, drank a Monster Energy drink. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Uh, it's so late. So what's such a late recording? I love this. It's like midnight midnight showing of uh, of our podcast. I like it. Yeah, there's some creepy uh, truodons <laughs> around here somewhere. Like <laughs> nocturnal dinosaurs. So it's been like a couple of weeks, and since we've done our last podcast with all the uh, our merchandise, our favorite merchandise, and that got a lot of great response. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to uh, do another top five, and this time we're going to be taking on our uh, top five movie scenes, which was difficult to uh, pick and choose just five because I like them all, and I could talk forever about Jurassic Park movies. So um, I've been working hard on my list, you've been working hard on yours, and uh, mm-hmm. I figured we would do maybe a uh, top five and one honorable mention at the end. And okay. uh, I have my honorable mention it's it's ready for the uh, for the end of my list. So, um, do you also have a? I think you posted uh, did a post on your page on Instagram for people to respond to their favorite scenes, right? Yes. So I guess yeah. we'll read some um, yeah. 
some uh, fan responses as well. At the end, and I think we'll, uh... even even Brad posted something on on the JP podcast page too. Yeah, yeah. So we'll check all those out too. Yeah, we have. So 24... this might be a little bit of a long podcast, but yeah, twenty four comments. Ready. So yeah, we'll have a lot to uh, to read. And I'm, I'm sure oh, that awesome. a lot of it is probably. I mean, a lot. It's funny because I was going through some of them, and a lot of them are a lot of the same scenes that I picked, and I'm sure a lot of the same ones that you picked too. Probably. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of uh, Jurassic World scenes from people and uh, a few I think Jurassic Park 3 scenes so we will also get to those and discuss Jurassic Park 3 yes let's start with like the number 5 for both of us I would say it'd be better that way and then we'll work our way down to like the number 1 yeah that'll work and on last uh, podcast I believe I went first so I will let you go first with your number 5 alright so just so you know, people to, I, people know that I'm not the biggest fan of JP3, but just so that like I can say there is some redeeming qualities to the movie, in my opinion. The made-for-TV action. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, we've just alienated some of our <laughs> listeners like, right now. We we just started the list, and some of our <laughs> listeners are like, all right, I'm turning this off. That's it, done. I hate you guys. <laughs> We're gonna get a lot of hate comments. Now I'm playing. Um, well, my top five, uh, my number five of the top five Jurassic series scenes will be the Pteranodon scene in JP3. Yes. Um, I love that scene for the horror aspect of the pterosaurs on like the bridge. That one scene where he's like, "Mom, is yeah. that you?" Yeah. And then that thing's just like walking towards him. It looks creepy. Like I've never, I've never been like scared of pterosaurs. You know, watching documentaries yeah. of like on like walking with dinosaurs and and uh, uh, other ones that have seen like dinosaurs in America and, and all that. And they always just seem like, you know, like flying reptiles just flying around. But when you see that thing like walking so awkwardly across yeah. the bridge, and it's like head is just like slanted down it's just looking to like attack that thing looked scary dude yeah you know it's <laughs> if funny. i saw that walking towards me i i, <laughs> I yeah i need to change of pants yeah a giant <laughs> a giant flying reptile is a pretty terrifying uh like image especially something like where you can't see it because it's real foggy you know because birds are already like really like terrifying things like i have a big eagle or a hawk or something that hangs out on this tree in my front yard and it's just massive and it just stands there and stares at you when you go out to the mailbox or whatever you know and I was like picture oh that thing but like you know 10 times that size be terrifying and it's funny that you actually this is your number 5 because this was actually my honorable mention <laughs> so this is what happens uh, when ruined. we compare notes but it's okay <laughs> I can find another one. You did, you did that to me last time with the lunchbox. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, okay. That's right. This is my revenge. You win. You win. Point J. No, but the birdcage scene is great. And, and the way that they set it up, too, is is really awesome. And see, we're not hating on Jurassic Park 3. I, I praise this scene because this right here, like when they're walking down that um, that catwalk or whatever, and then, you know, you, you don't see them right away. You hear, the like, the wings flapping, you know? And I think that's what, like, makes Jurassic Park like even in the first uh, movie like the fact that you don't really see the raptors but you know they're out there and it's like the anticipation of death is worse than death itself because you know that it's out there but you can't see it and that's what was so cool about the birdcage scene 
is you hear them like flopping in the wind and everything and then it lands you know and it's just that tense like the atmosphere it's dark terrifying you know it's it's it was very well done and it was one of my favorite scenes in the movie and um and i always feel like right at the end i'm like when when uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet that when billy doesn't die that part aggravated me just because it was like oh he like sacrificed himself to save eric and then he's just alive and he got grant's hat come on oh me too me too that that part when you see him like as a kid i was like oh cool he survived but seeing as an adult i was yeah. like yeah he should have uh he should have died. Right. Well, it's like we lost. We, Sorry we there, lost Billy Eddie Brennan, Carr. but whatever. They took Eddie Carr from us. They could have killed, uh, uh, uh what the heck's his name? Billy, Billy Brennan. Mm-hmm. Billy Brennan, yeah. They could have killed Billy. Like, that would have been, that would have been better. But the whole scene itself is just, from, from beginning to the end of that scene, it's just so awesome. Everything about it is just, uh, just perfect in, in my Yeah, opinion, the look so. of the pterosaurs and, oh, yeah. um, uh, the intensity of the scene. Yeah. And just the, that, that whole, like, um, one shot as they're leaving on the boat and it shows the entire like the size of that bird cage yeah. that was awesome you yeah. know a um good, a good mix of of the of puppets and and cgi Another oh yeah great example of like you like the cgi of those birds looks so good and, you, and you're not once like going oh you know that, that looks cgi you know it's and that that this this whole thing like with the mix of cgi and puppets will come up in a lot of my my top five things tonight but um that's one of them though like it's just a perfect blend of of yeah. practical and, and digital effect yeah definitely um and and like the coolest thing is too like uh uh with these pterosaurs the like we talked about this before how hasbro got the look of them for the toys yeah. perfectly oh yeah you yeah. know that, that Alpha Pteranodon looks like the face looks exactly like it is on the film. It really does. Um, they they that, definitely nailed those, and that's what's like those. Like I don't really care for a lot of the Hasbro stuff, um, but that the the pterosaurs are so awesome, and they really hit the nail on the head with that. It's like the the JP uh, Pteranodon is just so flimsy, and like I, I have two of them, and I don't know where to put them because they don't really stand, and they always fall over. And then there's the Lost World uh, Pteranodon, and that's just so big and goofy with its like cloth wings. And I just, it's not my yeah. favorite, you know, but the JP Pteranodons, man, they're so awesome. And I wish that, like, I kind of hope that the future lines that Mattel is going to release, maybe that they'll release some more Pteranodons like that, you know, just some really yeah, good I wasn't, ones. Yeah, because I wasn't a big fan of the Jurassic World Pteranodons. I love the scene, though. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, but yeah. like the look of them with like that small crest. Yeah. And that, like that weird, like, like almost like anorexic body that yeah. they have on them. I just didn't. I, I don't know. I, I felt like the ones in JP three were done so perfect. If any other dinosaur in the series, I mean, if you know the flaws that JP three may have, whatever. But yeah. that's Pteranodon. They got that yeah. perfect, yeah, and the it. scene is perfect. And you know, I mean, that's why it's my number five off yeah. the list. You know, the this. Joe Johnson, good job. Yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> for that one scene. <laughs> for that one see, scene. See, Jurassic Park 3 fans, we're not hating. If you're still listening, see, <laughs> Jay and I have love for all of the movies. We're not hating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go to your all top right. five. So my uh, my number five, and we'll stick with the uh, this theme, and uh, we'll go with the Jurassic Park Velociraptor kitchen scene. 
Um, another great example, just like in Jurassic Park 3, with, with this, like, tense, um, like, cat and mouse kind of game, you know, where the kids are trapped in the kitchen, and then these raptors, you know, come popping in through the door. And this is kind of like the first time where we're really starting to, we're seeing them, you know, in a way where it's, like, full body, you know, raptors and everything like that. And, and another great example of um, really great puppet work and in CGI where it's like when they jump up on the table and you see them full body, like those look so awesome for 1993, you know, for the, those kind of like the technology they had back then. And, um, it's, it's just, it, it, it just mixes so well with the way that they use practical and digital effects in that, in that scene. That it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, just for for that, and especially today, I was watching the uh, the behind the scenes um, special content on the Blu-ray that I got, mm-hmm. and they were kind of showing like a lot of the filming and how they were doing the uh, the, the CGI and using the stop motion puppets, and like um, they were wired into a computer, so they were able to move them around and stuff. And it was just amazing watching these these artists create these like dinosaurs on screen, and just how they still look amazing, you know, twenty five something years later, and. Uh, it's just such a great scene and it's, it's right up there, you know, with how like that, it, it's very tense feeling. It's you're claustrophobic. You're stuck in this one spot. You can't get out. Just like with the birdcage, these kids are stuck in the kitchen with these giant velociraptors, you know, and somehow they managed to escape, but I guess it was a good thing. John Hammond wanted some ice cream. So <laughs> they'd all be dead. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a good, that's a good point. <laughs> Poor else? raptor. I've actually, I remember I posted something about him on Twitter a while back. I was like, just a random thought. That Velociraptor is still stuck in that freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Is he stuck in the freezer or did he get out? I don't know, man. Because there's two Raptors, right? And so he had to have gone out. There was three. Was there three? Okay. Um, There is the big one, which which is the, the leader of the pack. Right. The Alpha. And then there's two subordinates, and okay. um, one of them was stuck in the the shed, the okay. electronic shed. But if they can open doors, that one probably escaped. Yeah. Um, the freezer one, there was they locked it. Oh, they locked right. that freezer. That's right. So I'm pretty sure that one got stuck in the freezer, and the two that you see at the end is the big one and the subordinate that was stuck inside the ele- oh, electronics okay. shed. I can just picture that raptor like. Well, the maintenance nothing shredder. else to do, just eat ice cream and then freeze just to freeze. death. Oh, poor, poor <laughs> dinosaur. Oh, boy. But yeah, so that was, uh, it, that, that's my number five pick, um, the Velociraptor kitchen scene. Yeah, so. um, that scene is, was always intense. I remember seeing it as a kid and watching that scene. It's just, it was, it was awesome. Um, and the, the coolest thing is, too, because when you first see it when you're a kid, you're seeing two kids in that situation so yeah. you're, you're really putting yourself in their shoes yeah. and just having those six foot like super crazy like intelligent predators like the the ultimate killing machine walking in there and stalking them through the kitchen and i remember spielberg even saying that he wanted them to be in like a setting that you have stuff from from your own kitchen so it's like you, it's 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 weird. It's not like they're. It's not like they're in their natural habitat. Yeah. It's like they're in your habitat. So spoons and 
kitchen utensils were all just reminders of like just putting them in that place and spielberg said he wanted that and um it worked because it gave this really natural fear that these these things are not like a t-rex that like a t-rex can't really walk through your kitchen it's too big but these these things could actually go through there it could stalk you inside your own house um opening doors and and just they're like super amazing hunters how they were communicating yeah. back and forth with their claws that morse code tapping da, 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 da. oh yeah you know it's, dude it's it's an awesome scene it's yeah, spielberg at his best that's really. one of the, it's like that that sound is like such a like a, a bone chilling like when he taps that toe claw on the floor yeah. like it's so awesome and it's funny because like this scene like i can't walk into a um like an industrial kitchen now like a cafeteria kitchen i can't walk into one and not like want to jump up on the table and pretend i'm a velociraptor at 33 mm-hmm. years old, I was at my, my daughter's school last week, and uh, I was in the, the cafeteria kitchen uh, filling up things of ice water because they are having, like, a fun run or something like that. And, like, I walk into the kitchen. Right. I was like, oh, my gosh, babe. I said, it's the kitchen from Jurassic Park. I was like, <laughs> I want to jump up on that giant aluminum table. And uh, <laughs> it's like, I, there's, every time I go into one, I'm like, oh, it's the kitchen from Jurassic Park. You know, I just want to, like, get my, uh, my Lost World rubber hand puppet and, and, you know, chase my kid around the kitchen. I can honestly say that uh, I worked uh, years ago in a catering place, and yeah. I worked in a kitchen like that. And I can honestly say I did jump on top of the counter a couple <laughs> times and, and, and roar like a dinosaur. <laughs> like that, yeah, like that um, YouTube video, that one guy walking around like a T-Rex. Yes. It was a firefighter or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did that years ago <laughs> on top of those kitchen, like, <laughs> cabinets or, or like tables whatnot because i worked in this like big catering place or whatever yeah. and i had to do it once in a while you know <laughs> everybody oh, in their life has to at least jump on a kitchen table once oh yeah you have to you're not living if you haven't done that yeah you got to do it if post you... a picture on instagram and tag us in it if you do it oh yes that that'll that's be the, your, that's your assignment ne- for this that's week. their homework that's their homework this week yeah don't trust exactly pass, but go and do it no, 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 no. Don't trespass. Don't break into somebody. Don't break into a McDonald's and jump on top of a kitchen. If you work at McDonald's, yeah. don't get fired. You can do yeah. that, but just don't get fired and just tag us. Yeah. Dude, I think we're going to get so many people in I trouble. So. Just by and if you can't this. jump up on the table, at least bring like your Jurassic Park Velociraptor action figure you know, in. And you know what? Yeah, that's a safer bet right yeah. there. That way you bring your and bring Velociraptor yeah. uh, action figure. It doesn't matter if it's from the JP1 line, Lost World, JP3, or Jurassic World. doesn't matter. Yeah. Spring, bring one and, like, take a picture of it on top of that shiny silver, yes. like, um, kitchen tables of, like, an industrial kitchen and tag us. Yes. Tag Jay, Jay and Ted's uh, Jurassic Adventures. Yes. Do it. Hopefully they do because that would be really cool so. to see. I like, think they will because they. I, I think they're starting to listen to what we say, which is scary <laughs> because now – uh, now I'm just I'm called Savage Sam, and that was never supposed to happen. I am not Savage Sam. The action figure was Savage Sam. Yes. And now I'm Savage Sam, and I didn't even want that. I wanted a cool like, like a Jurassic something name, Jurassic Ted, but you know whatever, a Ted with the with the silent P. It's kind of funny because your recording name is Savage Sam, I but I saw that. <laughs> I was trying to think of a username to use, and I was like, Savage Sam. Mine yeah, is mine is uh, J-Rex. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> ah, it could have been T-Rex. Ah, oh, man, I never think of this. Yeah, yeah, you could. Ah, anyway. T-Rex Turner. Yeah, let's see. 
That'd be perfect. Ted Rex Turner or something like that. Actually, one that's one of my favorite figures from that. Like, dude, he's so cool. He what? is, dude. He has like armor plating and stuff, yeah. and he's like, and like bow you, get and arrow. That, you get that bow and arrow just right in his hand, and you can bring it up to his eye, and it looks like he's like drawing it back, and like he's gonna shoot. Oh, it it's perfect. It's a pretty cool figure. I like that one. He really is. He was he was always one of my favorite figures. He's always like the, like that hero that comes in in that moment of like yeah. everybody's like trapped or something. He just walk in there, shoot his arrow, just wink at them like, got you guys again. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't miss. He's only oh, got two arrows. And it's, <laughs> it's Brant in the leg. Ah! Yeah. Oh, why'd you do that? Sorry. Oh, I just boy. picked up this bow and arrow. Never used one before. <laughs> just freaking pops off the, uh, the the back of the Rex. Doesn't even like <laughs> stick into it. It's like, oh, crap. How did he get that name? T-Rex Turner. Uh, he must have worked at the park when they gave it to him. He probably, probably like he was in charge of the T Rex. Like maybe, oh, maybe he was the one in charge of Rexy as a hatchling. Ah, uh, maybe. You know, maybe maybe he was the, the 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 trainer. But then Jaws Jackson, like, where'd he get his name? Or Harpoon Harrison? Like, does he always have to carry around a harpoon? Like, or can he use something else? Or harpoon Harrison out? worked in the aquatic part of the park. Really. Yes, but it's strange that he that he comes with a brachiosaur. I know. Actually, it'd been cool if he came with like a baby mosasaurus or something like that. That's probably because we didn't, you know, we didn't have an aquatic park in the yeah. in Jurassic Park. But if you play Jurassic Park the game, there is a mosasaur and there is a aquatic part of the park mm-hmm. that it wasn't opened yet. Yeah. And there's like pictures of plesiosaurs and ichthyosaurs. So probably Harpoon Harrison worked in that part of the park. Um, Jaws Jackson probably was like the main, the guy that was feeding all the meat to the predators. Yeah. Probably. So I'm telling you, man, a Netflix series on those three guys would be so cool. We oh, that'd about be before. perfect. I'm just saying, we talked about it before, but that would be so cool. Like just either their backstory or like everybody evacuates off the island and those three dudes are left to like fend for themselves. You mean just a, like a prequel kind of yeah. series would be amazing. You know what I mean? You don't With- have to... With a big Bring. swamp scene and a bunch of Dimetrodons in there, like I always oh, wanted to see. Oh man, like the card, yeah, like the like one of those the card that you got with the Dimetrodon, yeah, where he's like they're walking and that's not a log and it's a yeah, big Grant's like oh, he's got that, that jump scare, yeah, in his face. <laughs> totally cartoon. Those cards are so cool. Man. I love those things, man. And I love how you like recreated those. Oh, I know. Yeah, I did a bunch of those last year, and I like kind of ran out of ideas. And maybe I just yeah, need to start reposting. Just, just be it's lazy just there's and so many cards, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you got those new ones, right? The gold pack? Yeah, the dude, I got, there's like, there's got to be like a hundred cards in there. And I, um, uh, Trevor Pham, he sent them to me and, uh, they're so cool. Like the artwork on them and the, the like the comic book looking ones and stuff that have the, uh, like the drawings. They're so neat looking and, uh. Yeah, they have like little things on like little uh, stories or whatever on the back, and then the little that little gold logo. And, uh, yeah, that's the yeah the gold pack. I have the the whole box of the gold pack like with all the cards in there unopened. Yeah. Um, it's um I did get a stack of like cards the other day from DC Building. I found like found all the uh, like I I posted a picture. I think you've seen it. All the stuff I got. Yeah. That they was able to get all <laughs> one through four yeah. issues of the comics. Which was awesome. And if you can hear that in the background, that's Cheetos meowing. <laughs> you might not hear him, but, uh, or do you hear him? I don't hear him. 
Uh, I know the the microphone to pick it up. Just like, just give me like five seconds. Hold up. All right. All right. This is the uh, the first tangent of the podcast. So I think it's just me right now. I think Jay walked out of the room. That was his door squeaking. So here I am. Found myself uh, talking to myself. That's chaos. Hello? Hello. Yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, take all that stuff out and edit it. It's not like the other one that was really cool. I was like, oh, take this out, but it sounded cool. <laughs> this is just my cat meowing. All right, so we're saying... Uh, cards? Oh, yeah, cards. Yeah, cards. Um, so, yeah, I got, like, these holographic ones, like hologram ones. Yeah. I got a Dilophosaur one. That is, one is so cool. Yeah. I have the Raptor, Dilophosaur, and the T-Rex. I need one more. I can't remember what dinosaur it is. It might be... Might be a Triceratops. I don't know. Let's see. I kind of hope that they uh, they do some more kind of like retro cards like that for uh, Jurassic World. For Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Be kind of cool. It's kind of like throwback stuff, you know. I, mean, I feel, dude, it like I feel like with um, with Jurassic World being such a success. Yeah. I feel we're next year Fallen Kingdom is just gonna be everywhere. I like, hope so. In everything, I. I know right now there's no way I'm going to be able to get everything. Yeah. Like, I was lucky with Jurassic World getting as much stuff as I could. Yeah. I had a more steady, like, job, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, hmm, I, I'm going to get what's, what I can, but there's going to be so much, so much. I might sell just, like, some Jurassic World stuff just to get some whatever Mattel is coming with, man, because I hope yeah. they come with good stuff. That's what I hope, you know, the other day I was out and uh, I stopped by a few stores because I, I rarely go into places, like a lot of the stuff I get is just, it's online. I mean, I don't really get the, like the retro, like vintage stuff, you know, and so I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really go to Toys R Us a whole lot, but uh, I stopped in there the other day and uh, they had some Jurassic World stuff and I, I posted a story on Instagram and it was like f- still full price Jurassic World stuff, like 25 bucks for Owen on his little cheap motorcycle. And uh, it's just like, I hope that next year the merchandise is, is like aisles of it, you know? Because when, like, mm-hmm. when I go and I see, like, they have tons of Star Wars stuff. And, like, guys who collect Star Wars, like, my goodness, that is an overwhelming looking thing. Like, that's a beast, mm-hmm. you know? Especially if you're doing, like, all vintage Star Wars from the 70s and 80s, 90s, you know, or whatever. Like, I could not keep up with all that. No. All the Star Wars merchandise they have. And so, uh, I'm fortunate enough, like, like Jurassic Park, it's like, especially the, our older stuff that we had when we were kids, you know, there's like a limited amount of things. Like once you're, you like the action figures, you know, you have them all, you have them all. It's like Star Wars, it's just like, like just aisles of it. And I don't know how people keep up with that. My hat's off mm-hmm. to you guys. Yeah. Cause it's like with Star Wars, it's like you have like Darth Maul and you yeah. have Darth Maul without his socks yeah. or you have Darth Maul like with Shirtless the hat Darth on. Maul. Yeah. It, it's like... <laughs> Like seven thousand variations of the same character, and I'm yeah. like, how do you even, how you know what I mean? Like, I, like I there's like some variations of like um the Malcolm figure from 
Lost World. You know what I mean? Him without the glasses, with the glasses, short hair, long hair, right? Yeah. That's it. But that wasn't variations like they're cool variations. It was just variations that they just had from regions or something or yeah. whatever. A, it wasn't like Nick was, Van Owen like that. It's like there's the hatless one, and then there's a Nick Van Owen with a hat, and he's got like light tan uh, accessories on his body, and then the other one is Nick Van Owen with a hat, and he's got dark brown accessories like on his body. Like his yeah. belt and his shoes and stuff, and so I mean, that, it must just be from like either like a UK variant or um, you know like a Mexico variant or whatever. And so I don't mm-hmm. know. But, it's like I mean, production it's not, variants. Yeah, and so I mean, but stuff like that, it's like you know that's not that big of a deal to me. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just no. one Nick Van no. Owen. I don't even remember what my original one looked like. So you know, it's it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, like you go and and just 15 different Luke Skywalkers, and it's like wow, I could not. <laughs> And I look at like how much. I mean, I, maybe the Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom stuff will be expensive too. But I look at all that the Black Series uh, Star Wars stuff. It's like twenty bucks, you know, yeah. for 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 stuff. And uh, I saw one when uh, it was a Force Friday or whatever, and it was like like a Luke Skywalker with a land speeder or something. And that was like, man, it was like sixty dollars or something like that or, or more. I can't remember, but like, man, mm-hmm. Star um, Wars collectors. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Godspeed to yeah. you all. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 no, I couldn't do that. That's like way too much. Yeah. As much as I, I'm always kind of like, oh, I wish there was more Jurassic Park figures. Like, I wish there was a him and I wish there was that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm kind of like, well, I'm glad there is what there is because, yeah. like, I would not be able to afford <laughs> all of that. Yeah. You have to make wise choices when you're like trying to afford all this stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, especially with, I mean, with the collecting, the, when I started recollecting all the Jurassic Park stuff, you know, I, I, um, I just started small, you know, I started just picking up little loose, you know, figures here and there, and then slowly starting to complete their gear and stuff. And same thing with dinos. I just started with JP, like the first series of Jurassic Park, uh, in line. Mm-hmm. I just started to get all those. And of course now it's like, I've pretty much got everything. There's a few vehicles I don't have. I don't have any of the play sets and, and, and all that's left for dinosaurs for me is all the rare stuff. That's just astronomically expensive like the, the demon and, and you know stuff that I'll never probably get unless I find it for like a really good deal or like randomly find it at a flea market somewhere but yeah for the most Those part it's like yeah you know I know there's a they're like they're rare in the sense like uh, the demon but they're not so rare you see them all the time it's yeah. just like everybody just puts them at like this crazy price cause they're like a fan that favorite maybe, maybe that will slow down a little bit once the Fallen Kingdom merchandise maybe it'll be really good and they'll release like maybe Mattel will release a vintage like retro line and maybe that'll kind of help bring down some uh, I'd be yeah I would be happy with like Fallen Kingdom taking a little bit of the brunt of the price because I still have stuff I have to get from the old collection from the old ones and like I don't want to be paying like there's a Lost World Raptor no it's not Lost World it's um Jurassic Park Dinosaurs. It's that Velociraptor. You know, the, the regular one that we got in JP1 and, yeah. and TLW. Teal? Which, yeah, it's that teal one. Yeah. I really want that one, but I keep seeing it like $20, $30. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not paying yeah. $20, $30 for just a color, a different coloration of a Raptor yeah. I already have like six times over. Yeah, I you got know? that. I just got that Chaos Velociraptor. It's the only one I have from the Chaos line. And uh, I think that was only like Twelve bucks on eBay with free shipping. So. Oh, good deal because yeah, I've seen that for so much more. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have that one. Um, I used to have all the Chaos line, and then like lost them all. And like I said, some of them got robbed from me. And yeah. um, 
uh, DC villain found that one at uh, one of the toy shows, and he got me it, and that was so awesome to have that guy back. Yeah, He's I don't. I, cool the guys who find I, there's, I can never find any toy shows down here in Atlanta. Um, fortunately, uh, Gamer Toys on uh, Instagram, he lives up, uh, I think in Michigan or something like that. But he's going to a toy fair, and and uh, I sent him a. I sent him uh, Ian Malcolm's backpack. He needed uh, the backpack to complete his Ian Malcolm, and so I sent him that. Oh, I said, nice. Dude, if you're ever at a, a toy fair, you know, let me know if you find Timmy's goggles or Nedry's gas mask. Like, those are two things that I'm looking for, and I don't want to have oh, to buy. Oh, dude, I have those. You have doubles? I can get, uh, I can get you a, a, a Timmy goggles. Oh, okay. I think I have two. I have one. Let me see if I have, like, two extra ones. If I have two extra ones, I'll send you one. Okay, Because cool. I wanted to kind of color one of them, like, the, like, green and do yeah. the whole they make it look like the one in the movie but if i have like if i have two more which i think i do i'll send you one of them okay cool yeah you could like make a little resin copy of it some silicone oh yeah Push it down I, I was looking i was watching your videos the other yeah. day i'll be doing I'm crafty some stuff. man I'm, yeah I'm, I'm getting those dino damage pieces uh making or making the dino damage parts and uh another oh, guy yeah, I you let me know, man, because I need a couple of those. <laughs> Dude, the Stegosaurus one has been such a pain. Like, it's uh, trying to do it like on the cheap and having like a lot of cleanup work to do after I'm done making it. But the one I'm really excited about is uh, another guy that uh, follower on Instagram. He um, he's gonna send me a mold of the. He's gonna make a mold from his piece that he has and send me the mold so I can make resin copies of it. And uh, I know that you needed one for for so what Dino. Matthew Brando said he needed one too. For what dinosaur? A demon Carnotaurus. Oh yes, dude. Yes. yes. That'd be awesome. You don't even. You don't even need. You just sent me the piece. I, I, I oh yeah, I'm paint not gonna it. paint it for you. You're, you're yeah. good at painting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Oh my God, we have completely rolled out on a tangent. <laughs> anyway, are we talking about action figures or movie scenes? <laughs> They've stopped listening by now. They're not listening anymore. They're so used to this. <laughs> I, I even, even, even Brad has on on the official website that we just roll around on topics. So it's like it's hard to keep up with these guys. But <laughs> oh man, I don't remember where I was at. Was it? I just finished my scene right in the kitchen. So it's your, it's your turn. It's your number four. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll get back on topic, and then uh, I'm sure by the end of this one, we'll be like eBay searching stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or just like <laughs> listening to the soundtrack. Like, oh, I like soundtrack one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we're talking about that. Thirty minutes Jurassic into the scenes. podcast, and we just spent ten minutes talking about action figures <laughs> and Star Wars. A good, a good seven minutes of that was just talking about Star Wars. So, <laughs> apologies. <sighs> so this leads us to your next pick, number four. This is why they come to listen to us, you know. <laughs> they have this a poll going now, like how long it takes us to get completely distracted. <laughs> to stay on topic. <laughs> I even have notes, and I'm I'm doing a terrible job at this. Oh, so do I. If mine are even done really like professional. I have a, a um a header on the on the top that says Jane Ted's Jurassic Adventure notes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm yeah, going so through my notes and I'm looking at all the words that I misspelled. I never write with a pen, and I'm just so used to like my technology auto-correcting things for me and like telling me how to spell stuff. So I'm like, I'm looking at all the misspelled brachiosaurus and everything's phonetic spelled. I'm terrible. God. Oh, me too. Uh, typing this up, yeah. I would not even finish the word because like, <laughs> like the, my iPhone, 
like yeah my iphone actually finishes words for me when i'm texting yeah. so like i've gotten so used to that yeah. and then i was i'd be like let's say like one word here's accompanied and i'll yeah. just write a c c o m <laughs> you know and then i just skip to the next line i'm like what what i'm like oh that's right i'm typing on a computer yeah it's not how it works i was trying to spell so, atmospheric and i was like i don't know how to spell that word I, I'm <laughs> spelling words i'm so it's terrible it's terrible i'm 33 years old i should be but i don't i don't like write by hand anymore you know but my wife like, and i have either. terrible handwriting like i can barely so read what I. i've written it looks like i was like on the spin cycle of a washing machine trying to write these notes but like when my uh, wife writes uh letters hers looks like this beautiful like like calligraphy like the way she's just like writing and everything looks like this beautiful like love letter home from a soldier overseas you know and stuff and and I don't know how she does it. <laughs> sick. She wrote her grocery lists look beautiful. The way she writes the groceries. And then I'm like, milk, bread. You know, I'm like scribbling on the paper like a caveman. It's awful. It's uh, like you just look just look at like your, your list and like, what? What is that? I know. <laughs> huh? You're I reading should, it yourself like, huh? I know. I shouldn't even write it. We're not even staying on topic. We're not, now we're talking about penmanship. We're not even talking about oh my movie scenes anymore. <laughs> Four minutes and 50 <laughs> seconds of talking about how poor our penmanship is. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> All right. So number four. <laughs> yeah. My number four pick, which I feel is, uh, this one's probably really like recent in everybody's memory. Yeah. Um, the Rexy blue fighting the Irex. Yeah. In Jurassic world. Um, as much as I've had some people that that aren't the biggest fan of Jurassic World say like, "Oh, that is ridiculous! How Blue was like on top, um, on Rexy's back while they were fighting and all that," I don't care, man. Yeah. That scene is awesome. It's cool. As as like um, unreal on some parts as it can be, it's a cool scene. Yeah. It's such an awesome way to end the movie. Oh yeah. Like. Come on, if you do not like that battle scene at the end of Jurassic World, yeah. then when I, I went don't to know. go when I went to go see Jurassic World and this was like when did that movie come out, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Summer. I was I, I hadn't quite gotten back into um, collecting or like doing what I do now on Instagram and with the podcast and stuff, so like being as like involved in it like I was. So it's like I was watching this movie, you know for the first time in the theaters and like you know every time I when I was sitting through it I'd see things and it just reminded me of Jurassic Park and it made me just like how much I just want to go and just watch Jurassic Park like I could really could, could care less about what was happening in, in Jurassic World but when in the ending scene like the last 10 minutes when all those dinosaurs are fighting and then like out of nowhere the Mosasaurus comes up out of the water and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet if you're listening to this podcast I'm sure you've seen it Mosasaurus comes out of the water and drags the Indominus Rex under the water. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, I've seen some monster fights, you know, and they've been all right. But that was awesome. Like, that that surprised me. I never saw it coming. I didn't see any spoilers for the movie before going in, so I wanted to go in with a fresh mind. And that surprised me. Wasn't expecting it, so. Oh, yeah. it's It was such a cool, cool yep. scene. Um, there was, for me, like, there was, uh, like, some interviews with, um... Like Chris Pratt that I saw there was one particular with like this little kid yeah. from like that sh- that was always on that show Ellen or whatever and he's talking to Chris Pratt in the in like uh, 
like behind the scenes or something and chris pratt tells him like oh yeah that, that big whale dinosaur or whatever has a big scene in the movie i was yeah. like uh, okay and that stuck in my head and then when i was watching i was like that thing's gonna pop out of the water so i kind of knew because yeah. it, it what he's kind of he kind of spoiled it but didn't spoil it but i'm very like little things like that like oh that's it you know when yeah. i watch a movie but that scene overall was just so cool and like let's see my notes i got here like uh that when you see that like rexy's being beat up and like that times i i know there's people out there that wanted like the indominus to win yeah. and are big fans of the indominus and that's cool and all but rexy is for i feel like my our generation yeah. ted is our dinosaur oh, you yeah. know so when you see her getting hurt like that and like when she's like pinned down and he was in the indominus was about to like like bite onto her neck all i kept getting was flashbacks of jp3 <laughs> like 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 <laughs> ptsd you know <laughs> don't you do it yeah i was like no you're not i was like i, I remember saying it to myself like no you're not i can't believe you're doing this colin i can't believe you're doing this if you're doing this colin i i swear you were getting the most angry letter emailed to you or sent to you on twitter from a fan myself because I I, I I you know i couldn't believe it but you never know i i didn't know what this guy was going to do with the movie i it, yeah. i mean it impressed me that he was able to bring back this whole like franchise it was really it was dead you yeah. know um, except for fans like ourselves that kept it alive, but it was a dead franchise. Yeah. And to bring it back the way he did, I didn't know if he was going to go down that route. And then you hear Blue come out of nowhere with um, Lost World music. With that big lot, yes, yeah. with that teal W just yeah, thrown well in there. I was like, oh, Lost World! Yeah. And then jump up, and then you see the fight, and then just like, it was just nerve wracking. Yeah. And just. It kept me on edge. I remember just like my hands were like clawing into the chair, yeah. <laughs> like just completely nervous of what was going to happen. That scene was just awesome. And the, the, the unreal unreal aspects of like two dinosaurs kind of like that are like enemies, I guess, or like enemies in nature. Yeah. Well, we don't even know that really, but you know, I mean, just that aren't the same species like getting hooking up to like destroy another dinosaur that's not so unreal because in nature some predators do um sometimes gang up to for a kill or something you know yeah. I, mean, I know i know there's some some animals that do that i can't think of ones on top of my head so everybody's probably listening like oh you're making that up but no there is you know we i'll google find it. it we could spend 20 minutes googling it <laughs> but i get that some people were just like yeah. No, it's unreal. But just the scene itself, which is just so cool, is like, how can you hate on that scene? How could you not like that? It was so awesome. Yeah. And of course, Rexy just bursting through the 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 Spinosaurus skeleton was just yeah. the best. Yeah, that was, was good. So... That was a good middle finger to the to the Spinosaurus. <laughs> That's actually what I have written down right here. <laughs> bursting, I got bursting, bursting through the Spino as a big middle finger to JP3 fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great oh, like you read my notes <laughs> oh yeah it, that was just great cause I mean 
that fight is, as I know there's fans out there that that do love the Spinosaurus and yeah. love that fight or whatever. From a, when that fight came out, there there's a, there's a great divide during that yeah. movie. So seeing that Spinosaurus skeleton get thr- get burst into a bunch of pieces was just for me. Yeah. And yeah, I loved good. it. It was great. Yeah, it was well done. And just seeing the triumph of uh, of the old gal being yeah. able to defeat yeah and the, the mosasaur and and velociraptor helped out and it was just an unfair fight no it wasn't really the unfair fight was the advantage that the spine um the indominus rex has over like any dinosaur that thing was built to kill yeah. was like had camouflage and had thumbs. like, I mean, like shit, dude thumbs, i know he had like you I mean so that thing was like the ultimate predator there's no way that rexy could have fought it on her own yeah or or blue for that matter or like or the uh you know what i mean that thing even i think at like full strength i think it would probably do some damage towards the mosasaur but it was like at the end it had like like bars of steel through its chest oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing was like bleeding all over the place gotten bitten by a t-rex slashed by a velociraptor that thing was was pretty much down on its luck i think it stood up for like one last time like uh, maybe I could fight you guys, and then yeah. that Mosasaur, that's it, it was done. Just so cool, you know. Oh, so cool. Mosasaur, that was like that, almost like that, um, like in Jurassic Park, you know, like where you, like you see the T Rex like a couple times throughout Jurassic Park, and then you don't see it at all because right at the end, right when the rapper's about to pounce on on Grant and the gang, and then the Rex just comes in, boom, like that, and like saves the day. And it was yeah, like, Mosasaur yeah. comes up out of the water. I was like, that was really cool. Like I liked that. You know, that was that was well done. You know. Very, uh, and I can, I can bet, dude, that whoever was like thinking about that scene, whoever like wrote that scene in, had watched Walking with Dinosaurs and saw the scene where the Liplorodon, like this big, big, huge aquatic um, reptile, yeah, like the first time you you're introduced to the Liplorodon in the series, there's an um, a cousin of the Allosaurus, which his name starts with an E, so I can't, I don't remember what his name is exactly, and he's fishing really close to the coast um on a beach and he's like just fishing there to catch some prey and then all of a sudden like Floridon just jumps out from the water and tries to get it oh, it yeah. actually escapes but i think there's another scene where one of them actually gets taken and eat so like they they say that these animals like uh would do kind of like what killer whales do with seals they'll ride up into the the the, the edge of the the beach yeah. or the water and get these animals so it was so cool to see that where this big aquatic reptile just jumped up and saw its opportunity of yeah. an animal right there on the edge it's like when those uh, like the crocodiles you see them on the discovery yes. channel where they like they like like lurk in the like water and the zebras are, are drinking and then they just come up and like pounce them like right on their neck and like drag them under the water you know mm-hmm. it's very much like that it's very cool very savage I like it savage Sam savage Sam hashtag savage Sam <laughs> what's uh what's your number four my friend this is my number four so this is i've had two i'm i'm tallying on the paper so i don't lose uh focus so you've done two <laughs> i've done two okay <laughs> counting is hard um my uh second pick uh, one of my favorite scenes is from the lost world and it's probably gonna be on your list so i'm sorry um is the uh the raptors in the long grass See. Ah, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's my number three. You got me back. All right. Um, only because I I love uh, um, I love how it's like that um that over the gra- like the from the air shot 
and and it's you see the group of guys in the walking through the grass and then you start seeing these like they almost remind me of like shark fins coming up through the water yes and it's just their tails and that v formation so cool that like that's that that shot that cinematography or whatever it is that they used there was just so cool very much the again with like the not showing them right away but you know they're there in the grass and it's like you're this vulnerable mm-hmm. human with a flashlight like savage sam used and uh, it's just <laughs> there's no way out like no matter what you, you're you're done with and it's like you know the reason i think that like um, Ian and 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 the and company were able to get through that is because the rappers were just eating all the other dudes, and so they were probably distracted, you know. But that scene is so cool, just like that that dark cinematography, and then the tails popping up to the grass, coming in them out of V formation, so savage. Of course, the the Lost World of Lost Rappers are so cool, anyways. But like oh, I, yeah. that scene was, was uh, definitely a really cool scene. I always love it when it comes comes along, except for old poor AJ, he got the short end of the stick. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember, like, I think, I don't remember if my number is right on that scene, but I think, like, it was, like, 13 to 15 kills just right there in that grass. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, one after the boom, boom, boom. It's, like, Lost World has the most kills out of all the movies. Yeah. Like, it's just savage. Yeah, those cats, they got, those cats got wiped out, man. It was... Mm Mm-hmm. And but it was like four, yeah. like four or five Velociraptors or something like that. I can't remember how many there were, but yeah. yeah. And and it's cool too that you said that it reminds you kind of like a shark fin. Yeah. Almost, you know, reminiscent of another one of Spielberg's movies, Jaws. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Like, and that's um, what I love too. That I actually had read on Reddit not too long ago. Some guy asked, "How did Malcolm uh, know there was raptor?" those raptors were in the, the grass when he, when he heard the sounds and if he had never even seen the raptors yeah and i rem- i didn't answer that reddit question but i'll answer it here um the feeding scene in Jurassic Park yeah. he heard their sounds he heard their screams he oh, heard yeah, their that's birds. right that's right so maybe he hadn't seen them directly but he had heard yeah what the what they sound like yeah so in that scene where in the, they're in the grass you can hear him like he walks forward closer to the camera and he's just listening and you hear that yeah yeah that purr and he's like oh my god he's like raptors you know he's like i know what these guys are capable of yeah we also have to think too you know like what we see in jurassic park just that glint you know that's that that one small scene of the raptor getting fed the cow like you got to imagine like in real life like i'm sure that they probably hung out around that a little bit longer you know and like leading probably, up to that yeah. or whatever and i'm sure he probably like heard more raptor sounds you know if you really want to like get all nerdy and, and really dig into it i'm sure that they well if you if you listen carefully when when hammond's talking to ellie while grant and muldoon are talking most people will hear what grant and muldoon are saying because their audio is louder yeah but if you listen carefully to what hammond's saying there's a viewing platform under yeah. the pen so like they probably might have gone down there and seen them firsthand. Yeah. Or also within the grass, you'll probably get a glimpse of them running through the through the trees and, and plants inside there. We don't see it because we're looking at the camera angle right. up and we're looking at the the characters looking in, but we're not looking into the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? From where we saw it, yeah, it's a little muddled from all the plants and whatnot. But there had to be maybe a glimpse of like their tail yeah. or something. You know. Well, even uh, tells him at the beginning of the movie, like, the carnivores are isolated on the interior of the island, so he probably assumes that, like... And then um, even Ludlow says, 
uh, where that where that thing is, but uh, that's not our problem. And like, what is our problem? Velociraptors, you know. And they mm-hmm. go through the whole spiel, and then Dieter's like, "What's a Velocira? Whatever, you know." And then Bert tells him what it is. So I mean, I, he probably yeah. like kept some of that too. And then he realized that we're getting closer to that compound. That's where the raptors are uh-huh. in, that, in that interior of the compound area. So exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, I sometimes see questions on Reddit, and I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. Why are you even asking that? But then again, I, I remind myself like. I'm a super fan, so of course yeah. I'm gonna kind of know the answer. I forget like casual fans or people are just being introduced to the series, yeah. don't know some of these things. So I'm like, I guess snotty in that way, like, oh, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also like, what's really cool about that too is um, the like when they run out from the grass, there's like a graveyard of like, yeah huge dinosaurs that these raptors probably like took down in, in like a group hunting yeah that's so a, cool that's such a cool shot too when they're walking to the to that compound and there's that giant rib cage and then it like transitions into the pipes that look just like a yes cage. that's so that's cool so, how they did that and it's not something that's so that Spielberg. I noticed. yeah and that's something i noticed you know when i probably first saw it, but like you know watching it over and over again as an adult and I was like that's such a cool kind of thing it's like you know this the, the skeleton of this rib cage and then it's like all of a sudden it becomes these pipes which look just like you know the rib cage but it's like, I like that that thing that they did it's kind of like a yeah it's it's so cool how he does stuff like that yeah. because um, I was actually listening to um, uh, Michael Brando or uh, Matt Brando because he has Michael and Matt and yeah. he was he had a and Tina Chatter with Victoria yeah. and they were talking about the Jaws movies and how like in some scenes how he'll transition like the boat and like <coughs> excuse me and like um, the sunrise and then it turns into this other like scene but the transition's so smooth Yeah. and so like that ribcage is is exactly like a good example of that it's just ribcage ribcage and then pipe pipe yeah. and like if you don't really like look like crazy at it you don't notice it's so seamless yeah you know and uh you can miss it the first few times you would watch it well, but like then the, i remember um, i remember discovering it too and i'm like oh wow <laughs> like it's so cool also i, I don't know if those are like are those like gas pipes or like oil or or i don't know what kind of pipes i, don't know. It, I feel pipe. like it was uh just like piping that they had for yeah. like the cars to roll in there because you know it, they had the the whole village was like fenced off but you yeah. know it's not working anymore oh shoot I hit the mic um but uh I feel like it was just kind of like the entrance and it might have had like fencing around it or something I don't know yeah they look like very sturdy pipes that they had there to like there's like another uh, transition scene that they did is when the when the mom is screaming at the beginning of the movie and it transitions to Ian yawning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's that's always perfect, really man. great. It's so perfect. It's just it's gold. gold I guess we'll moon. go to your number three since my number three was your number four. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see here. I um, all right, so I've got number three. So that was my second one. So yeah, this my this would be my third one. All right, um. My uh, my third one is the um, uh, Dieter Stark's death. Okay, I don't have that one on the list. Sorry. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have I have my my list, and then ones that you have, I have X'd off, and I also have side ones that I'm like just in case. Uh, ah, nice. Nice. And Dieter Stark's death will be that one. Um, uh, that that scene is so cool. I I love that one just because it's like 
this dude is like such a jerk to the animals like the whole entire time and then like he finally gets his like comeuppance in the end you know but like the way that they that they did another another seamless like puppet and and cgi transition in this movie um how it's like it's such this overwhelming like these overwhelming odds of these like little tiny lizard things you know attacking this grown adult but like they're nothing by themselves and you can tell like when he when he hits it with the cattle prod when Burke's telling him you know what it is but like there's strength in numbers you know and then these these uh these little guys like all gang up on Dieter and take him out and that that whole scene is just like so brutal to watch because the dude falls down the hill and like he's got to go to the bathroom really bad so he never got to do that you know (laughs) stuck out in the woods probably doesn't have any tp you know it's just a bad situation and then he falls down the hill, loses his guns, loses his bearings, you know, and uh, the whole time his buddy Carter's just got the headphones in, you know, and, and uh, but that, this, that whole thing when he's like, they, they get him and then they knock him down and then he gets back up and he's like, they disappear, you know, and it's just this like, it's very, it kind of reminds me of like the Dennis Nedry scene in a way where it's yeah, just like, yeah. it's like, it's like drawn PLW's out, version. Yeah, just drawn out, painful thing. And then he finally like jumps over the log and then they just, pounce on him and, and take him out and it, that's such a cool like just everything about it, the way they filmed it and the way that they used practical puppets and mm-hmm. the cgi and the practical puppets are so cool when when you see how they the behind the scenes uh, a video of it where like he's got the puppet suit on and like when he's moving it's moving mm-hmm. the, the puppets and with the strings and stuff like it's so cool like ingenious how they did that but made it look so real on camera and uh you you, you said you have the the you don't have the blu-ray of like uh Lost uh-huh. World, you just have the Jurassic Park Blu-ray, right? Yeah, it's just the Jurassic Park one. Okay. If you get the Lost World one, yeah, like you saw on, on yours, they have like a Return to Jurassic or something. Yeah. It's like a new documentary. Yeah. Well, they have like a Lost World version oh, and nice. they have a JP3 version. Oh, cool. Right? In the Lost World version, the actor that plays Dater Stark, he actually said that he wanted, he was like, is there a way to get one of them to bite my lip? Yeah, and then uh, like Sam Winston was like, "These are very delicate puppets, or whatever." You know what I mean? Like, uh, they're delicate and they're expensive. Yeah. He was like, "No, there's a one that you can make just for that." So yeah, it was actually the actor's like input for oh, that puppet awesome. of biting his lip, which is so cool because yeah. that scene makes it so. I remember my mom would watch that scene. She was like, "It, it would gross her out," and yeah. it was just like, "Oh wow, that's that's brutal." Yeah. You know, How something so that cool. small can can inflict that much, you know, damage mm-hmm. on a, a grown. But that's again, it's like you know, when whenever we go to the park or whatever, go feed the ducks and stuff, and like like ducks or like Canadian geese and stuff like that. Like they can be real like jerks sometimes. Like oh, you yeah. got like bread and you're like handing this one little duck some bread or something like that, and like these geese, these bully geese, just come over and like start snapping at you and flapping their wings, <laughs> and it's like, but you imagine like fifty of them. And you in the middle of nowhere, you know, and yeah, they're, they're savage things. Birds can be scary, man. I'm telling you, birds can oh, be scary. Yeah, can. That, that dig site kid was wrong, Mr. It's a six foot turkey. Shut up, kid. Six foot yeah. turkeys are terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And basically, uh, I know they're like, like a six foot turkey would be like an emu. <laughs> yeah, those well, the, ca- the just... cassowaries, those, uh, I don't know where they're oh, from. Oh, yeah. Those things yeah, are cassowary. Oh, man, those things will like, the, they, they're known for disemboweling. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they'll just slash your stomach open. You won't even feel it. You'll be like, whoa, whoa that's Savage, a draft? Man. What is that? Oh, my God. It's are those? Like, oh, no. Are, you they, know? are they in Australia? I think they're in Australia. I think they're... I can't remember. 
somewhere around there. You know, Australia has a lot of dangerous Everything animals. wants to kill you in Australia. Yeah, basically. Everything. Um, it's dangerous. <laughs> I know I heard a theory around there somewhere where the saliva in the compies has like kind of a like, like a disorientation thing? or paralyzing yeah, yeah paralyzing or makes you gives you nausea or something so i don't i don't i remember reading that somewhere yeah i'm not too sure where or if it's just a fan theory or it might have been it might have been in the book their saliva does like the saliva of the dinosaurs does something yeah might be the book actually it says something like that um so that's probably also why this guy you know i mean he's got he got bitten by like 10 of them yeah <laughs> So that's why he was like all like moving around. But then again, also the jungle, if you're dehydrated yeah. or especially he had to go to the bathroom and couldn't because he was going to get eaten. We've all been there. Oh. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. I'm getting chased by dinosaurs and trying to, <laughs> if they're being, they're being in the bar all night and then walking down and there's a dinosaur chasing you. That's, that's gotta be the worst feeling in the that's world. Terrible. Come on, please give me a minute, please. <laughs> Five seconds. Just a few minutes, and then you can eat me. At least I'll I'll be in you know comfortably. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah. All right, so let's. Uh, I'll go to number number two. All right. So you've You're done right? three. How many have you done? Oh, you're skipping your third one, right? Yeah, because it was. Okay. I, I unfortunately was yeah. not as prepared as you are and had extra. Oh, ones. dude, I've got all kinds on here. I've got all kinds. Nice. Got all Me the hits. Now. All the Jurassic Park I just Park got uh, my five right here with like long paragraph explanations of like <laughs> stuff that I liked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my number two is a controversial scene, but it's one of my all-time favorites. Okay. There's people that love it or hate it. There's not like in between. Really? Um, the San Diego scene. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard people that hate it because it reminds them of another movie and I'm like uh, okay and there's people that love it like myself I love that scene it's a great I scene always wanted to, yeah I always wanted to see what yeah. they would do in like the mainland and in the city and there's no other awesome more awesome dinosaur to bring to the main city than a T-Rex exactly it's like how long is it it's like a 30 minute scene right like is that mm -hmm. yeah it's literally a 30 minute toy commercial for the bull T-Rex that's the way I look at it the it's Bull T-Rex awesome. is awesome. It's an awesome toy, and that scene is awesome just because the Bull T-Rex is running around doing Bull T-Rex stuff, drinking out of swimming pools and eating dogs. That's a great scene. Yeah, I got that there, <laughs> eating dogs. That dog, my mom, when she, she would see that scene, she would just go, oh, the poor dog. You <laughs> know, in, in every other movie. just got killed. Yeah. In every other movie, like, I've... Uh, I watch other movies and like if an animal's about to get it, I'm like, no, no, no. Like everything else could be happening to the humans and I will care. But like there's something going on with a dog or a cat. But this is like the one movie that I, I'm sorry to say, I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it's a T-Rex and a dog. That's fine, I guess. Oh. Um, yeah, just walking through the backyard. And if you notice when the T-Rex is walking and, um, and I've, I've seen other people talk about this, but just some of the listeners might not know. So within rewatch Lost World, when he walks into the like the neighborhood and he's walking into the backyard, there's a basketball um, uh, playing uh, area on, on in the in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, basket 
basically. And he's like, he walks across it and he dribbles his little fingers. Is that what he's when he's walking between the houses? Yeah, and then it makes it look like he's scratching his his chin. But That's at what first I he, he was. He dribbles his fingers. This the Dude, artist from ILM words. made that happen. That's, very very subtle, but it's yeah. perfect. I, it's funny that you you actually even mentioned that is because today when I was watching it, that's like the first time I think I've ever seen it. Yeah. Like, and I was like, did he just scratch his neck or something like that? Like he was moving his hand and it looked kind of looked kind of goofy, you know? I was like, maybe he was scratching an itch. I've, n- I've never seen it before in twenty years. I've never mm-hmm. picked that up. I don't know if maybe I just. I've like, always loved how they just they put like these subtle animal, like stuff that animals just do. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my cat out of nowhere would start like. Like uh, just licking his paws or something, you yeah. know. And just, it, it, animals do that thing. They don't have to be like killing machines the entire time. And like uh, little that movement that they do, he's he's scratching his chin. But before he does that, he dribbles his arms like right next, right as he's passing the basketball Funny. basket. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I, he goes there. He drinks from the pool. That whole scene with the kid and his parents. Yeah. There's a dinosaur in the backyard. <laughs> Should have got him a better nightlight. <laughs> and him taking the picture. <laughs> it's it, I swear it sounds like like parents. You oh, know, that's like, me and my wife like trying to like get my kid to bed. There you go. Yeah, and then like and when he takes a picture, I was like, when he does that, I remember like watching that with my mom and my grandma. They're like, oh man, that was so stupid. I'm like, that's something I would do. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, I would be out there, Raptor, whatever. I would have my my phone out, snap, Instagramming dino selfies with me and dinosaurs if I saw a T-Rex oh, yeah. in my backyard. And there's a picture that I've seen on like Beyond the Gates uh, Facebook page of yeah. Jurassic. They have wonderful behind the scenes pictures of all the Jurassic films. If you guys don't follow that page on Facebook, I suggest you do because it's awesome everything they post and a lot of the pictures i've seen on there i've never seen before anywhere else um there's a there's a friend of mine on on instagram egypticus yeah um spinosaurus egypticus whatever his name yeah, is yeah uh yeah he's he, i think he's from australia he's always posting pictures from yeah he's got good content from, yeah you know who i'm talking yeah. about really cool like content um and he gets a lot of them from Beyond the Gates. And the cool thing is he, he doesn't, like, post them and just say it's his. He, like, posts the source. He's, like, uh, from blah, blah, you know? Yeah. Which is great. Um, they have a picture where it shows the T-Rex, the, the bull T-Rex, completely inside Benjamin's room. So there was a scene where that T-Rex burst through the, the room. Oh, really? But I guess they didn't put it just to, like, <laughs> I guess they didn't put it in the movie. Children? Yeah, and terrify the, <laughs> the children watching it. You gotta sell toys. Yeah, so, well, that whole scene in the city is just so great. Yeah. Uh, the T-Rex biting that traffic light. Yes. You know, that's such an animal thing to do. He's just like, what is that? Let me just taste it. <laughs> you know? Um, follow the screams. Yeah. <laughs> so great. How are we going to find the adults? Uh, follow the screams. And just, uh, it's funny, like, turns little, around. Little Malcolm quotes and stuff that you, that, like, it's ah. like obsession you know as we are obsessed with the movies and stuff like that like when i'm driving and stuff and like we'll get to a like somewhere and it's either like a detour or whatever and my wife's like you know do you think that there's like a is there a detour or is there another way another way around or something i'm like god there could be and she's like (laughs) i'm like it's from jurassic park the lost world babe come on that's so great 
<laughs> maybe, maybe you should slow down. Uh, I don't I think, so. think so. Oh, it's so great, and it's just we gotta wake him up. Uh, it's like think to, for the baby to hear him, and then yeah, like yeah. he just goes, and the T Rex just turns around and just looks. <laughs> that look is so great when it just looks at yeah. him like, oh no. Once he sees not you again guys the, again, the baby. Won't he be like you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. We're taking the infant. You want to stop us? Shoot us. <laughs> we should. Uh, <laughs> we should just do a podcast where we just reenact the entire movie. Just me and you, two man act, whole film, dinosaur sound effects. Oh, uh, or we could just. You know, I mean, if we did the whole movie, that'd be too long. But what if we did like certain scenes? <laughs> yeah. Like one of us. At, uh, one of us has to be like at every. We'll switch back and forth between female roles. There we go. And we'll just be like. I'll be like Ellie at one point, you'd be yeah. Grant, then I'll be like Sarah at one point. <laughs> Perfect. You do the whole trailer, the whole trailer scene. Oh my god, the, uh, dude, we have to coral. do that. One of us has to do dinosaur effects too. <laughs> Insert roar. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Brad to do the uh, the dinosaur dinosaur noises. Oh yes, yeah, we'll get Brad on the show. <laughs> He'll do the dinosaur roars. What is your best T Rex roar, Brad. <laughs> Because they're stupid. <laughs> oh man. Um. So to end this like scene that I that I really love. Um. One of the, the things that I really love is um when Sarah finally tranquilizes the bull T Rex. Yeah. And it does this like roar as the doors are closing, and it just looks straight at her after yeah. it gets hit by the trank, and it's like looking at her, and I just love the way the T Rex looks at her. It's just like. Did you just shoot me? Yeah. Like <laughs> three darts it's, is too much. <laughs> it's so great, and it's so cool because like the the guys in the engine helicopter were gonna kill that Rex. Yeah, and she saved its life. So like that T Rex was able to live because she tranked it and they they closed the gates on it. Yeah. And I remember my sister one time asking why are they diving themselves into the water. And I remember saying, I feel that the reason they jumped into, like, when Ludlow's, like, chasing them and they jump into the water yeah. is to take the scent of the baby off of them. Yeah. So that the Rex won't come back out or whatever. Even though the baby's there, it's just, like, not to attack them. Yeah. Whatnot. And, you know, the whole Ludlow getting eaten by the Rex is um, is a callback to um, Dotson getting eaten by the T-Rex in, yeah. um, in the book. So, that the whole San Diego scene, all of it, is I, I love every little piece of it from the T-Rex breaking through that that immigrations like yeah. like uh, oh, that roar like, of the, oh, the roar yeah of the and city. roaring in front yeah. of the city of San Diego yeah. to like where it says like no um, animals fruits yeah. and food fruits or something yeah. passes border <laughs> and you see all like like uh, immigrant families being like signed into yeah. come into America and then the T-Rex just passes that whole like area that offices just stands on those rocks and just roars yeah. across the whole city that's just oh such a cool scene I will never understand the hate for it I'll yeah. never get it yeah, to me it's like I, I like it because it's it's not in the jungle so it's in the city and it's like it's almost like a like a new movie like you get to watch like another mm-hmm. little bit of Jurassic Park like a little a little like if it just had ended like when they were lifting off in a helicopter you know I mean it would have been fine but like that that extra 30 minutes of like the city it, it was really cool I mean I liked it you know it wasn't like it wasn't like a ton of dinosaurs on screen you know it's just the one and he's just wreaking havoc and it's like 
it's just like it, I think the kid in me really enjoys it because that's what I used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd take kid yeah, dinosaurs and destroy cars and like you know, I think that's what makes it so fun. So Yeah, and it's just it's same same here. Like the kid in me loves that scene and yeah. I mean just because it's like the kid in me I doesn't mean the adult in me loves yeah. that scene. It just brings me back and it's just I, I just love seeing that like it's it's a t-rex in the city yeah. How, you can't get cooler than that dinosaur wreaking havoc through the city we watch godzilla we watch monsters we watch cloverfield and people love those movies why can't you love a dinosaur wreaking havoc yeah. yes he's like a fraction of the size compared to those monsters but you know what i mean like that's so cool you know like i don't know i've always loved that scene i'm there with you i like it too all right I think it's uh right, your turn for number two. Uh, let's see, yeah, my fourth or number two. Yeah, there we go. I'm counting, counting the wrong way. <laughs> counting is hard at eleven thirty-four at night. Um, yeah. So let's see here. All right. So now I'm having to like <laughs> I'm having to redo my list to uh, take off stuff that I had that you're using. You had the San Diego scene. I didn't have the San Diego scene, but I'm having to. Uh, I've got. Three, I guess. Well, let's see. Yeah, I've got three left. I've got three left, and I I didn't choose one because I figured you'd probably choose it for your your final, your big one. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that one because <laughs> I know Who you. I know is. you, and I know what it's gonna be already. Oh man. <laughs> so we'll do uh my uh, my second one, and um, my second one is the uh, um. I feel like I haven't uh, done Jurassic Park a lot. I feel like I've been doing Lost World. I think maybe I just I love I just love Jurassic Park. So I mean, you know, I love Jurassic Park, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but my next, my second one is the um, is the trailer scene um, in the in the Lost World. Oh and yes, it's it's such a like just from like the start to finish, such a chaotic thing happening. Like it's just so. You know, there's like just the rain and this like the mud everywhere, and then like the the trying to get the baby T Rex fixed, and then like Malcolm's coming in and like God, for, for once in life, I'd kill you to pick it up, you know? And like yeah, so yeah. many times, like I can relate. Like when I go to like call my wife and she doesn't answer her phone, and and you know, I was I'm like, oh, for once in life, I'd kill you to pick it up, you know? Or like oh, when yeah. I'm at the store and I'm like I'm calling her, like, do you need anything? You know, and she doesn't answer her phone. And then I get in the truck and I'm like halfway home and she calls me. She's like, oh, I saw you called. What'd you need? I'm like, never mind. Now I'm almost home. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's the whole, yeah, just answer the phone. But uh, uh, that and then just like the, when Eddie's trying to save everybody and then the the trailer goes over the edge and the whole scene when like Sarah falls down into the glass and like that is like real tense and, um, the uh, and then like they have that little moment of like humor in a very terrifying situation when he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, bro, what else? What else do you need? He's like, Malcolm. three double cheeseburgers with everything, no onions on mine, and an apple turnover. It's like, ah, come on, you guys. But uh, but yeah, but then the Rex has come, you know, and like when I, f- I remember I first saw that and I and like, tearing Eddie Carr apart, you know, like that was so savage. And I and mm-hmm. you know we're you haven't like those people haven't experienced what that is yet, you know, and then they, you know, obviously they didn't get to see it firsthand. They know he's dead, but like that, the savage of Jurassic Park, it's the same thing with like the, um, like the Stegosaurus scene when they're, everything is like, Ooh, ah, you know? And of course Malcolm is right again, you know, that's how it always starts. And then later there's running mm-hmm. and screaming, but it's like, that's the Stegosaurus scene is very much like, you know, these animals are so beautiful, but then they can so also deadly. be super deadly, you know? 
and you look at like the T-Rexes like they're beautiful animals like they're awesome looking but they're oh, yeah. super deadly and then they, they showed how deadly they are by destroying everything and eating Eddie you know so it's, but I, I always love that scene. Like, I can just watch that scene. Like, sometimes I'll go on YouTube and just pull up that scene on, on video and just watch it. Just because it's so good from everything. Just the, the the cinematography that they use and then the lighting and the rain and the, the music and, like, the lack of music at some points, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just Steven Spielberg really knew how to do that really well with the, um, like, knowing when to use music and knowing when not to use music. And I think that's what helps a lot of those scenes. A lot of these scenes that we've talked about come together, you know. Some of them don't even have music in oh, them. Yeah. And that's what makes it like it's just the sound of rain, you know. It's, yes, um, and that's it calls back. It calls back to like uh, the explorer scene and whatnot. Yeah, you know what I mean, yep. Uh, like you were saying about like animals being beautiful and deadly. It that you reminded me like the other day. I actually spent like I was on Instagram and I spent like I, I, if if you know like you know how you can see people's likes or whatever. Yeah, mine must have been like twenty or thirty pictures of like and videos of Gatorland. Yep. and looking at crocodiles and oh, gators yeah. and I, I know there was one that they were showing it was like swimming and then like he eats or whatever and I was like such that's such a beautiful animal yeah. the way it just like waddled its way into the water and just like all the scales and how it looked and I was like it's such a beautiful animal it's so so deadly yeah. you know and uh, it's the same looking at these animals and just when, when um, Malcolm says that Oh, that's how it starts. It's because that's how it started for him yeah. when they saw the brachiosaurus, and yeah, they're like, exactly. "Wow!" And it's when they're seeing the stegosaurus, like, "Whoa, wow, wow!" And then all of a sudden, later on, yeah. he's right again. <laughs> think about like how beautiful the brachiosaurus is, but like, and mm-hmm. how also deadly it could be. It could crush you. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. One swipe of the. And won't even know it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's what it's like. They're they're so magnificent, so beautiful, and you know, I, you I think you like as people who paint and are artists and, and draw and stuff like when you're doing dinosaurs like painting dinosaurs or or drawing them or whatever you see all these like these little like the little details in their skin and like i'll mm-hmm. sometimes like you said i'll go and i'll look at, at you know reptiles and like close-up images of reptiles in their skin and like all the beautiful colors that are, are that are in there that like up close it doesn't look like much it just looks like a bunch of splotches of color but like far away you see the big picture and how beautiful all these colors are you know, and these dinosaurs, and like when I'm painting dinosaurs, you know, that's what it is. It's like these little dots. They don't look like much, you know, but like you put them all together in the bigger picture, and it's like this gorgeous-looking animal that is also a killing machine. You know, can can like well, crocodiles and alligators. You know, they're they're beautiful, man, but they'll death roll you under the water, you know, in a heartbeat. Yeah, and you get to appreciate all these like when when you see like crocodiles and alligators from afar, or like um when they're in the water they look very dark and they look like they have no patterns or yeah. anything but when you see them like up close in some videos and whatnot i've never personally i've never seen one up close in life yeah maybe like in the zoo or something but that's like be like uh behind glass and yeah when i was in florida I, I i always wanted to go to like their Gatorland, but i never was able to go um but from videos national geographic stuff which i'm uh, i i watch so much of that oh yeah um there they have these these stripes on them and some of them have these certain like unique patterns on their on their scales and they have like white or like uh cream colored bellies and, yep. and it's just beautiful like the 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 patterns and, and spots and stripes that these uh reptiles have i was looking at this other lady that she has this pet like um lizard that that's like reddish with like uh orange stripes and a bit of yellow 
it just makes you appreciate how beautiful mother nature is with with like creating these these creatures that share the planet with us and just makes you like imagine how beautiful these creatures that we've never seen before alive could have looked you know they could have blint they could all been really like pale colors and and bland yeah who knows but just knowing that like our imagination built up from what mother nature's given us now there's pretty good chance that these things were pretty colorful and and had these variations of color and and patterns and and just designs on their skin or feathers or whatnot yeah it just would blow your mind and it's just i mean when you put them in like that terrifying moment where like they eat like eddie it's like yeah it's terrifying but it's like these creatures are just doing what they probably would do you know 65 million years of gut instinct exactly Uh, and such a that that whole scene is just great and just like with with it you you said you never had the trailer growing up right the toy yeah no i've got part of it but it's just the empty shell yeah well um growing up i had the the one you know i got it for christmas and i can't tell you how many countless times i played that scene (laughs) over and over again with with eddie just being split apart oh no i remember i think i think on the first time you and i ever did like a uh an episode Mm -hmm. or a podcast that i was telling you about i had i had an eddie car and like i think my either my dad hit him with the lawnmower or my dog chewed him and and then we ended up getting a second one at the store but we had like his like half of like both of his body was just like mangled in half and so like we we took red fingernail polish and and put red fingernail polish all over like the ripped up parts and just made it look like battle damaged Eddie. And that, that was the <laughs> we're morbid, morbid kids, man. But that zombified was, Eddie. Yeah, so that was the Eddie that we'd use, man. And like we kind of f- figured it out to where we could like set each hat, like the halves, we could connect them together. And then when the T Rex would come in and rip them apart, you know, it was like all bloodied up and everything like that. And we'd use the normal Eddie for when he was alive. But um, yeah. but yeah, we would yeah we'd always like reenact the the trailer scene. Even not having the trailer, I remember we had these two plastic um, black uh, uh, minivan uh, toys. They were they were big enough to like fit the characters in. And so what I did was I spray painted these two black minivans uh, like the flat green and just kind of like made my own kind of trailers. Nice. And we would always go out on this big rock in our backyard, and that was the trailer. We'd always do the trailer scene, you know, and and. I mean, just like frame for frame, shot for shot from the movie, we reenact the whole entire thing, me and, and my brothers. And um, but yeah, it was just such an such an awesome scene, just a chaotically mm-hmm. cool scene. I mean, just everything about it is just uh, yeah, and it puts you on the edge, especially when like Sarah's like on that glass, yeah, and it's like every little move she makes, like glass keeps like chipping, yeah, and like breaking, and it's like then you have also at the same time. That you're concentrating on on the breaking glass in the background you're seeing um nick trying to grab that satellite phone yeah. and it's just like slipping and as you can see like it's focused on her face and on her fingertips like yeah. breaking making those like uh glass cracks and in the back bl- uh, the background real blurry you see that satellite phone just doot, 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 yeah. just sliding off of that light and it's just like it's it's keeps you on edge and it's one of spielberg i think's most suspenseful scenes ever really and in the whole jurassic series it's like super suspenseful because we do have um the the explorer scene we have the raptor scene in the kitchen we have like uh 
Jurassic Park 3 with the Pteranodons and then like the, the scene in the lake and then Jurassic World we have like them um, you know what Jurassic World it really isn't that big of a suspenseful scenes if you think about it yeah I mean All right, well, like okay. the, the, the kids getting attacked in the gyrosphere I guess you could maybe mm, kind of very, I don't think it's very no, suspenseful though no they, they lack the, that's one thing I guess Jurassic World kind of lacked a little bit yeah um, but in Lost World, I, I feel like that trailer scene right there with Sarah, it, it, it beats out any other suspenseful scene in the entire series. It's oh, yeah. just so, so edge of your seat gripping. Yeah. Well, even like when I watch like, it today, you know, like mm-hmm. just, whenever I watch it, I'm always like, oh my gosh, she's going to make it. Is she going to make it? You know, like in my, my mind, you know, I yeah. still, even though I know what happens, it's like, I still am like in suspense when I watch it, you know? And, and, uh, I think that's just what makes it such a. That's a great, uh, a, a, just a great part in that movie. I mean, uh, definitely. And it's always cool when you see the movie with somebody that's not a fan. Yeah. And they have that same reaction, or even more. They're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? You yeah. mean, uh, uh, I have a friend recently that hadn't seen like this, the second movie, and she watched it, and it was just like, it's like, whoa, like, oh my god, <laughs> like, it's, that's, and it's cool to see that because it's like. Was, did I react that way when I first saw this? Like, you don't yeah. really, you know, but you don't know, you know? Um, yeah, it's, that's a cool scene, man. Has, that's, um, that's a good one to pick. Do you know if, uh, I think her name is uh, Jennifer from Bryce. Uh, has yeah, she, yeah. Has she seen the Lost World yet? Travis did that song. I don't know, her. man. She, but after that song that Travis made. I died laughing when I heard that. Oh, so did I. Like, it, I, I, I remember on Twitter, I like, Gave like a round of applause to Travis. <laughs> Good job, dude. Got him, and bro. seriously, how have you not seen that? I know. I so this is like if she, what we needed. I wish that I wish we all lived close together because then mm-hmm. we could do a and live, have like a Lost World viewing party yes, and she'd a live be a surprise guest. We could stream it uh, live and we could do our commentary and watch the watch the film with her. Yeah, like to. Like, Tell her like surprise party or something. <laughs> like, oh, we're having a surprise party. Because uh, I know she's a huge fan of like Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. We'll be like, yo, um, we have like Bryce. I don't know something special with Bryce, and she'll come over, and we'll all be there. All of us, Brad, me, awesome. you, Nublar Seven, which is Josh. That's her fiance. Yeah. We'll be all there, just like, and then she'll walk in and we'll be like, what's up? And just have like the TLW logo page, like the the, the loading page on on the Blu-ray, just there. All right, time for you to watch this. It would be awesome. Like be live viewing party, we could have. Uh, we could think up like Lost World themed food. You know, like um, yeah, like uh, like like um like cookies that are like Eddie Carr, but you yes. can split them in half. Little gingerbread, <laughs> little gingerbread cookies of Eddie Carr. <laughs> jelly filled, so when you bite it, that like jelly comes out everywhere. I will, you know, I've always ha- wanted to like have a Jurassic Park viewing party, but I don't have friends that are like big enough fans like I am. I'm like basically my group of friends or people that I know. I'm the only one. Like I don't know anybody in like my everyday life that's such yeah. that's a big fan or even a minor fan. Like you know, what I mean, I I just know people to be like, oh yeah, I've seen them. They're cool. Yeah, you know, that's, that's same, it. Same with me. Like. I met one person a while back, but uh, like uh, we're not that close anymore. Yeah. But that's about it. Like, there's really not that many people. It, pretty much my whole like Jurassic Park like 
um, sharing the love for this movie has been with just people online, yeah. basically. Same with me. You know? It'd be so cool to, like, all of us to... We did that whole, like, uh, meeting up for the exhibition yeah. in January. It'd be cool for all of us to plan out like at least some of us that live on the east coast because i know it'd be tougher for for the fans that are like yeah. across the country but if we lived on the east coast to all meet up like somewhere and like celebrate maybe the 25th anniversary next year yeah. you know in june that'd be so yeah, cool that would be awesome like have cake have like a bunch of stuff like a viewing party and stuff whatever Did i don't know great. man there's an idea right there guys start saving idea. everybody let's, start saving let's make this happen <laughs> Let's have a viewing party for Jurassic Park with, like, uh, the fans of the JP podcast. It'd be so cool to have. Be. And maybe make a whole event of it, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, so let's go to yeah. the number one scene. Is this for you, right? This is your number one? Yeah. Oh. All right, let's let's see if you can see if I got if it you right. know which one it is. All right, go ahead. Let's see if you got it. All right. Let, I, let, I, think that you're, I think your number one scene is going to be the breakout T-Rex scene. You know me so well. <laughs> yes. Yes. The breakout scene. Predictable. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I just love that scene. <laughs> I, I do too. And I I wanted to have it. I have it on here. I have it on here. And I crossed it out because I was like, I bet Jay's going to have the breakout T-Rex scene. Since he's had oh, yeah. all the other ones that I've had. No. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great scene. And, and I wrote down. Scene. I wrote down breakout scene and so iconic. Like this scene, it really is. Like you don't even have to see the movie Jurassic Park, yeah, and just kind of know about Jurassic Park. But just like my my background on my my main computer is the Explorer with the kids in it and Rexy just peering in there, yeah, in the rain and everything. Like just that just that photo. If I showed it to somebody, even if they'd never seen the movie before, they'd be like, "Oh, that's Jurassic Park." Yep, it's it's that iconic, and the T Rex. Um, Rexy when she was in like all the merchandise back in 93 94 92 basically those three years of one when Jurassic Park stuff was everywhere yeah. it started 92 93 was just everywhere and then 94 they had like halfway through they were still because uh the VHS was released I think that around that October of 94 yeah and like she was on folders she was in posters she was on lunch boxes all that and it was always that scene her breakout yep and it's just a amazing scene from like the goat leg being thrown on top of the car where's the goat <laughs> boom bloodied goat leg yes. she looks up you see two little two, two little fingers on the fence just her just like touching the fence is like huh yeah there's no electricity here yep. okay time for me to break out the the whole like the like the build up to like her escaping where you just see Hammond just ask, uh, where did the vehicle stop? Yeah. And then boom, there you see the goat. So you're reminded, Oh, this is the T-Rex paddock. Yep. And just the, the ripples in the water. Maybe it's just the power trying to come back on. <laughs> and it's just everything. Just like, it, it, I'm getting goosebumps, dude, just talking about it. You know, like I, I love that scene. And it's great. Cause and, that's another example where they, there's no music. And it's, no, it's just the sound nothing. of like Lex fanning the herself rain. with the hat in the rain and just like there's nothing. It's just this like 
dead, empty sound, but there's so much in there going on with being so with having so little going, you know, sound wise. Like, there's no need to have like this big, you know, Music. Michael Bay score going on, you know. And, oh god, no. Oh, so I mean, it's just it's like the sound of nature and just people being people, like normal how you would normally be in that situation, and um, and then all yeah, this chaos breaks loose. Oh yeah, her and the first. The first moment when you see her just like swallow the goat, yeah. and she just looks down at the cars. Yeah, it's like it's so cool because it's like she doesn't she doesn't know there's people in the cars. Yeah, but just her looking down is kind of like, what up? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? and then she when she breaks out, she looks to one side, she looks to the other side, and then she looks straight forward and does that roar that yeah. you know the the statue from Chronicle Collectibles yeah. is based on. Uh, that's that's the main reason I have that statue. I mean, I, I had to get that one, and I we did a review on it yeah. on the last podcast. Uh, it premiered. I mean, um, there's some little issues I had with the statue, and whatnot, but overall, I love it. Um, I, it's just it's so iconic, and just like the reason why, like I love the T Rex, uh, the dinosaur. It's it's all because of Rexy and yeah. that that scene. When I saw that scene as a kid. It, it blew my mind it, it just it was just so incredible I couldn't like even comprehend it in my like six year old mind I was yeah. like why, why, why? <laughs> it, it's so great the roaring I, that's where like everybody like loves that roar it, it, her roar is so yeah. different and from any other dinosaur movie there ever was her roar is just so unique and it's just the iconic Jurassic Park T-Rex roar. Wherever you hear that, and you'll hear it in other games, and you'll be like, they copied the Jer- Jer- oh, yeah. T-Rex. Yeah, you, you, know? you can hear it. It's, it's, very, it's a very memorable uh, mm-hmm. uh, roar. And it's a baby elephant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy, so how they, crazy how they got that. Yeah. Uh, they, there, was, there was a video of the making of Jurassic Park. There was... Uh, there used to be this this show. I still, I think we talked about it. Or I talked about it with somebody else. It was like on Discovery Channel, like years ago, where they showed makings of movies for yeah. like kids. Like it was like a half hour show, and they show like a scene of that little baby elephant, and it's doing that sound. And I was like, that's where we got the oh, T Rex. Really? And I haven't seen that any of the other like making of Jurassic Park uh, official stuff. Yeah. You know, they talk about it where they got the roar, but they never show the actual footage of the baby elephant it was like walk it was a zoo elephant so it's like walking across and doing that sound and they just kind of tweaked it a little bit to make it the t-rex roar yeah um but yeah man just her destroying the explorers there when she has her foot on top of the explorer and has the tire in her mouth and she just like looks like she's having the time of her life <laughs> that's so, oh it's so great and you I mean then you have like it just everything in there just makes for these iconic like moments in history of cinema uh, Malcolm coming out there with the flare when when Grant already does it at first and she roars back at Grant he's like he doesn't know what to do yeah. he's like uh, okay yeah. <laughs> well that's the end of my plan you know God, and geez, Ed. and so many hours also as kids spent recreating that scene too just like the trailer oh, scene, you know definitely I remember I, I couldn't wait to get the Explorer vehicle to do that yeah. you know and and also, too, like you couldn't just have one explorer. You know, you had to have two explorers, which was yep, like, exactly well played, <laughs> well played, toy companies. Yes, you had to have two because then the, then you'd have to like 
like if you had one you would show one being destroyed yeah and then you would just like have to switch and like pick it back up and put it on the other side yeah and have like malcolm grant in the other car and just like wait for the scene or whatever yeah that's <laughs> so cool and to end the scene like when the car goes over and falls into the tree and whatnot and you know the scene switches to um hammond and muldoon and arnold and ellie in the control room yeah she does this last final roar yep. where she looks down like she sees the car got tossed over the ledge and she just looks straight at the camera yeah and just roars does this that right there and um uh brad did like this thing where it was like favorite like moments in jurassic park and that has to be one of my absolute favorite moments that last roar that she does before you you know i mean you see her later on a couple of scenes and then at the end but like that last the ending moment of that entire breakout scene it's just like she just looks down at that car falling just looks up like yeah i did that <laughs> yeah it's like uh, it's like you don't really you don't really realize it because like the sound and like everything, all the intensity is building and building and building so much that like by the time she finishes that roar and then it goes to the the um, compound where they are, it's like silence almost, and you don't realize. Mm-hmm. But it's like when it go, when it goes from her finishing that roar to the to the control room, it's like wow, that was really loud. Like the whole scene was just chaotic and loud and like disorienting. And like they did a really good job at like like portraying that and like getting that across and making you feel very like disoriented and stuff like that and then it's like yes really because it's 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 like uh it's like almost like uh like there's so much going on and you're you're like putting like almost like a happy but stressed mode because everything's going on so crazy and it's just like silence yeah and it's just like you actually like feel your heart rate and then it's just like starting to slow down or like wow that was intense (laughs) like whoo you know, uh, it's so well done and such an awesome, awesome scene. Uh, the best there is. Oh yeah. Like to me, there's no other scene that really. There, you know, what I mean, there's the, of course there's scenes that like go right after like my top or whatever. But uh, the breakout scene, you were completely right. Yes, my favorite of all time. <laughs> Jurassic scenes, <laughs> like uh, with the roar. I think the last roar. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then so you don't see her again until what? When she chases the jeep. The jeep and this like little yeah because she's so that's that scene was just so amazing, like that you have to see her again in the movie yeah. somehow and you see her like little scenes after that but because it's the, she yeah the jeep chase and then the Gallimimus and then it's the arrival of the queen yeah you know I mean she she is the queen of Nublar and Jurassic Park in, in general her I I feel as much as like the T Rex logo is a logo whatever for the entire series i feel like that's her her fossilized form yeah you know what i mean that's that's rexy on every that, that's why i never was a fan when they took her down for the jp3 logo yeah and i mean i'm glad that they're still going with the the t-rex for final kingdom and i hope for the third installment of this trilogy they keep the t-rex as well because um it just doesn't work when you look at all the posters put together you look all four and you put them across and you just see the spinosaurus in one of them yeah. it just like it looks off to me being an artist and how i like like symmetry and certain things like uh, to put together how patterns should be like yeah i like doing abstract as well but when there's certain things some things uh like when i draw 
and do certain things in art. And I can anybody that's uh, artistic, you, you Ted, you can probably you probably agree with this, and other artists out there that listen. There's certain things that you do to catch the eye in your artwork. Yeah. So certain times when I draw something, I, I draw, there's purposefully things that I input um, input into my art that catches your eye, and then like as you go around the drawing or painting it's meant for you to focus on one part and your eye to move around and I kind of make a little map of where your eye should go yeah so when you have these signs put across from each other and I mean you have the Jurassic Park the Lost World JP3 and then Jurassic World the now Final Kingdom that middle one JP3 just doesn't make sense it doesn't work yeah I mean and that's why you I mean not not only for the whole uh bad rep that it got or whatever you know what i mean it just didn't make as much and and whole t-rex dying and, and whatnot that they kind of like what, what's that called a retro oh uh ah, it's not the tip of my tongue i can't, I can't think of it but anyway like they you know i mean they they went back and just changed the sign and a lot of the stuff now has a t-rex with the jp3 yeah you know and it makes more sense to me and I, I had this whole uh conversation about it on on twitter where there are fans that do want different dinosaurs for the logos and i get that that's fine but i don't feel that the main logo right. of the series should be changed you can put it on different aspects of stuff like like short stories or or um some merchandise have like an indominus or have another dinosaur or a raptor or whatnot but the t-rex is the one that was on the book michael Crichton's both books this is where our source of everything comes from. It comes from Michael Crichton's mind. Yep. And then Steven Spielberg went in there, and then now, then Joe Johnson, and then Colin Trevorrow or Trevorrow, you know, went in there. But most of this, the source is Michael Crichton, and Michael Crichton had um, that that artist, uh, something kid. Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Do the design, and that logo is supposed to be the Jurassic Park logo. Yeah so it's just I've always felt that's Rexy and Rexy is the one that started the series off yeah you know what I mean there's always a villain dinosaur and I felt like in the first one it was the raptors yes in the second one it's just like uh the humans I would think like are the villains yeah and uh the third one it was the spinosaurus even though it's like the main dinosaur it was pretty much the villain because that thing was like a serial killer yeah dinosaur it just needed like a Jason mask (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the the mighty ducks mask <laughs> it would work and you mean the the in jurassic world the villain is the indominus yeah you know and who knows what the the next one is you know i mean there's rumors but i don't even want to say anything to spoil anything the listeners haven't heard of, yeah. of a certain named dinosaur that might be the villain but uh that breakout scene is just that is Jurassic Park. It really is. In a nutshell. Really. You know what I mean? So uh, let's hear your number right. one. Here's my uh, my number one. And my number one is, like, along the lines with the breakout scene, like, that being, like, Jurassic Park, you know, you see it and it's like, you, you get all the nostalgia, all the feels, you know, and uh, it's just, it's a, it's just a, a small scene and it's, it's at the, um, right after they first see the Brachiosaurus. And not right when they see it, but when Grant is sitting on the ground and Hammond is going, you know, uh, uh, 
Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sadler, welcome to Jurassic Park. And then Grant like kind of like uh, looks over, over into this into this field, and it's the the lake, and the brachiosaur are coming out of the lake. You see the Parasaurolophus hanging out, drinking by the water, and like that scene with the the music and just like that, it's like like the, they look so real. They don't look CGI. They look mm-hmm. like real animals drinking water yes. and, and coexisting with each other, you know, and and like that scene gives me the feels every time I see it. I'm, I'm looking at a still of it right now, and it's like whenever I go and I'm near like a body of water or a lake, and I and I always like look out and I see like the sun shining on the water, and I always just picture this scene in my head, and like it's such a nostalgic image because they not only did they do such an amazing job at the at the CGI on that, but like it's just like so full of like awe and wonder and how we all feel as or how we all felt as kids and we still feel as an adult for the franchise and for the series and the movies and you know the toys and the whatever you know everything that we have but like that that is one of my favorite images one of my favorite scenes is when they're looking out there and they see it and it's just in all of its glory all of its beauty and um i feel like that is one of my my one of my favorite scenes despite all the awesome violence and dino attacks and and stuff like that (laughs) like this right here is probably what captured my imagination and fueled 25 years of 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 hoarding Jurassic Park toys so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was uh no no definitely I I completely agree that like the first time you see the the brachiosaurus um when it does that that standing up yes and it like grabs that branch up there and it's just beautiful i remember seeing that with my grandmother and my grandmother just loves that scene she loved that one um because it's just a beautiful scene like you're seeing these creatures these majestic creatures for the first time on screen it's the first ones you see it's the ones you're introduced to and they're enormous and just knowing that these like gentle giants are like it's just it's not it's like it can't compute with your mind because the biggest animal you've probably seen in nature is an elephant yeah. and an elephant's just like the foot of this dinosaur <laughs> and like you, when you when it's just welcome to Jurassic Park and we we will hear that quote in John Hammond's voice forever yeah and we, we're hearing it sometimes with like um, with um, some of the stuff of today with like Jurassic World we'll hear him like welcome to Jurassic World yeah and it's just that that whenever we see that movie or anything Jurassic Park, even when like you see parodies, it's always welcome to Jurassic Park. It's always that scene. Yeah. And like you said, like it, it nothing looks CGI. It looks so Enough. natural. And then you have the par- parasaurs at the end of the lake, just just coexisting with these other animals, and it feels like you know it's like a like a real zoo or like a real like. Um, safari that they're on and you're seeing all these like plant eaters like coexisting with each other and uh, just it's, you're right it's dude. pure Spielberg magic I mean it's such a magical it really is. image that it, it's just it always captivates me every time I mean I've been watching the movie since I was eight years old or, or whatever and mm-hmm. so it's like every time I see it I'll stop if it's on TV you know from like yesterday when I was watching it in like I was in the kitchen. I'll come out and I'll just sit down, and like watch it. And I'm like, my jaw is open. I'm just like staring at the TV. Like I know what's gonna happen. I mean, I've seen the movie hundreds of times, yeah. you know. But it's like every time it, it captures me. Every time, and it like 
reinforces and like my my obsession and love for Jurassic Park, you know, and I mean it's it's that scene is the reason why I do what I do and why I'm hanging out with you at midnight talking about Jurassic Park, man, you know, it's yeah. that scene right there. So basically. Yeah. Like I've tried watching these um any of the Jurassic movies while I was at uh while I was at the tattoo shop and um, I'm drawing stuff or whatever and I haven't really been able to because I will stop drawing and just look at it (laughs) and I'm supposed to finish these drawings so I'm like I can't watch this here and you mean I can't catch myself like unless I'm working on Jurassic Park related stuff I can't really like have these movies just playing in the background it's it's funny because my my wife gave me like a list of stuff to do today (laughs) and she's like sweep and mop the floor and and whatever some other things and I was like alright cool no problem mm-hmm. and so like I was like well I need to prepare for the podcast tonight so I'm gonna put the Lost World on and dude I sat there for like an like an hour <laughs> an hour and a half and I was like oh my god I've been sitting here for an hour and a half I need to get up and sweep him up you lose the track of time I, know, I was like I'm just gonna put it on and leave it in the background and then and then I was like oh I need no. to stop and watch this scene real quick so I can it take some notes and then yeah it that, doesn't work that led into me like laying on the couch and then an hour and a half later like <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I've got to get up. She's gonna kill me. The only, the only ones that I can put and actually do st- have them playing in the background is like the making of. Yeah. And like uh, some of like the bonus material, but the movies themselves, any anytime they're playing, I have to just like, eat, like maybe not the whole movie. Maybe I can actually do walk around, do some stuff. Yeah. But there's so certain scenes that'll just play like the breakout for me. Uh, I'll just sit down and start watching it. And then lose the track of time, like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this right now. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just it's just movies that just capture your imagination. Yeah. Um and just they hold it. Yeah, <laughs> they hold they it really captive. <laughs> you know? Um there I there's no other movie that's really ever gotten to me like that. Yeah. I mean I I can you know, I mean I have other favorite movies like uh one of my all time favorites is like the Dark Knight trilogy yeah. uh inception um i love another movie that's like full of like imaginative scenes and whatnot i don't know if you ever heard of it what dreams may come uh i have but i've never seen it before yeah with robin williams yeah. great movie uh great film you know but jurassic park just it, it's just, it's a movie that just not only captures the adult i mean it captures that in it that like inner child yeah you know what i mean brings me back then and the movies, those movies are so well done that it like it has these majestic animals that like most kids are like obsessed with, yeah. and then you know as you get older and turn to adult and teenager, you kind of forget about dinosaurs with most people, but some people like us, it just sticks, yeah. it never leaves, and we're you know I mean we're not paleontologists, but I know at one point we thought about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, Jurassic Park made me want to be a paleontologist. I was like, oh, I want to go to to the Badlands, Montana, and dig up Velociraptors. Mm-hmm. I still want to do that, dude. I have a friend of mine that that's gone in, on a couple of digs. Yeah. And it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, um, I think Tony, it's... the uh, Dino Geek, he just went up to Montana or something like that just recently. Yeah, I saw him that he was preparing for something digging. like that. Because I always so saw cool. like and I that... when uh, Grant was like just easily brushing away the dirt on the raptor skeleton in, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie and I was like oh paleontology looks so easy that's how you find dinosaur bones as a kid you know and, and but it's like months and months of like picking at rock and made oh, it look so yeah, easy at the yeah. beginning of the movie yeah and it's 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 tough too paleontology because yeah. uh 
a lot of uh, you mean a lot of it is theories and then like let's say you do have a theory you have to fight for that theory yeah. and whatnot because you'd be scrutinized by you know by most of the community and the, the world you can you know no one wants to accept um feathered dinosaurs like yeah. it's like this big deal and yeah they did have feathers and but then again like how much feathers did they have yeah. what kind of feathers were they colorful you know what i mean we don't know a lot of stuff and a lot of it's like it's right now paleontology has gotten to a point it's almost like pseudoscience because yeah. there's so much stuff every day they have a new theory for something and it's 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 exciting and at the same time frustrating because it's like okay where did that come from yeah and i mean i i listen a lot to um i know dino i love that podcast if you haven't listened yeah, to that guys yeah, exactly. I, i've been on there i was on there a while back okay um and they're they're so cool and they're always talking about the new theories and the new like crazy theories and and good ones and whatnot and and some that just don't seem plausible whatsoever but it's like there's there's new stuff going on all the time with paleontology and you got to remember a a lot of it is based on hard facts and a lot of it's theory yeah you know we don't know what these animals really look like we can say as i mean you can argue the most and to say like oh they look like this but you really don't know because uh there's been illustrations of like uh we drawn animals before we knew what they look like when we found their like skeletons have you seen those like drawings of hippos yeah before they knew what hippos really look like (laughs) you were completely wrong so you mean but from what we think they look like you mean it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) but uh I don't know, man. This dinosaurs are awesome. They dinosaurs are. rule the earth. That's pretty I, much I it. I can't wait for them to uh, cl- uh, clone them and then make uh, vicious theme parks for me to go visit. Have you ever been asked that question? If Jurassic Park was real, would you go? Absolutely, dude. No, but have have people asked you that before? No, but if it if it were, I would totally go. I would I've go. Been asked that I told you so before. If, if Jurassic Park is a real place, I would show up to that on opening day dressed like Robert Muldoon in my shorty shorts, and. I would I would rock the shorty shorts and tall socks all day long. Oh I, yeah, I'd be there first day too. Okay. I don't I don't care how much it would cost. I, I I this is this is first time everybody is probably hearing this, but if Jurassic Park was real or there was something similar to Jurassic Park and there was a T-Rex and there was raptors and there was all these dinosaurs, I would sell my entire collection <laughs> if the funny. ticket was like very costly. Yeah. I'd sell it all just to go. Yeah. Even if I was there for an hour, I don't even care. I would love to see these animals yeah. in person. And yeah, we're playing God, God and all that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't care, dude. I want to see dinosaurs. And if they become the invasive species and they take us out, well, so be it. Awesome. I want to see dinosaurs. That's awesome. I want to fight hordes of velociraptors. <laughs> It'd be so cool. I want to be chased down by a T-Rex. <laughs> 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 It's all fun and games until a, a, a triceratops comes and eats your garden and just like eats your potted flowers. Yeah, that's true. Ah, oh, man, honey, the triceratops <laughs> is out there eating your or eating uh your fresh like fresh planted tomatoes again. <laughs> shoot away, shoot, shoot, get out of here. Dilophosaurus oh, just keeps shoot. spitting black goo on your windows. You're like oh, this again. Get the Windex out. Clean it off. Yeah, right. Oh, man, the neighbor's the Lophosaur. <laughs> Just, oh, I gotta get to work. And it's like, all right, there's, oh, man, there's, what's what's going on? 
Well, sir, I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> There's an apatosaur that fell asleep in the tra- in the road again. But what if it got to the point and to where we were like dino riders? So we would have like we could ride dinosaurs, man. That'd be cool. Oh man, <laughs> laser mounted cannons on on dinosaurs. Awesome. Here at the airport, your pteranodon will <laughs> yeah. be arriving in ten minutes. Got to call an Uber, and he shows up on a on a Utah Raptor. <laughs> He's like the the guy that's like, like the owner of the of, of the rap just like, hey, watch out there, buddy. Claws are pretty sharp. Like, all right, cool. Jurassic Uber. It's like, do you have um, you, you get you you let's say you work at like one of those executive jobs and you had to like present something, and you're like, uh, where's your where's your paperwork? Oh, my my Utah Raptor ate it. I mean, it's fourth time this week, Dan. <laughs> Savage Sam, <laughs> you're you're not gonna advance in this company. <laughs> oh my god! And that kid is how I got the name T Rex Turner. <laughs> Full circle. I was an Uber driver with a T Rex. <laughs> oh man! So uh, I guess let's read some of the listeners. Yeah, and... we're uh, we're rounding up on the two hour mark. This is a, a gauntlet of an episode. I'll, yeah, uh, maybe Brad might have to split it up. <laughs> Two-part miniseries here. I'll, yeah, uh, right? I'll move over here to uh, the Instagram uh, picture that I posted uh, a few days ago, and uh, I'll just read some let of them. See, it, let me see if Brad posted one, because then I'll read the ones on Brad. You read the ones on your post. Okay, cool. Good. I think he did. Yeah. All right, you just read yours, and I'll, uh, I'll keep looking. All right. All right, so the first one is from uh, Kyle Navarro underscore art, and he says the T-Rex breakout scene. Uh, oh, the next funny. one is from Emmanuel Pablo 2. T-Rex breakout is impressive for 1993. Yes, sir, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This one is from the repost. Yeah, I'm really uh, struggling with the uh, names here. Either it's <laughs> their their post one or the repost the repost own. I don't know. Kitchen scene. Uh, yeah, great scene. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Andrea Lovell, two thousand. The kitchen scene or the fight between the Irex and T Rex. Uh, yeah, both great scenes. Uh, let's see, Ryan Mc. McMurray dot art. I should know these names. I talk to these people all the time. God, I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says uh, T Rex road attack. Raptors in the kitchen. Dilophosaurus. Mommy's very angry attack. Raptors in the long grass. Rex in L A. Raptors at Ingen. T Rex versus Indominus. It's like most of our uh, top five right there. Uh, Basically. Brad M Jost. I'm not sure who he is, but uh, he, who is that guy? He posts. Uh, He's always like. Seems, seems to be like the, uh, like likes a lot of the Jurassic Park stuff. I see him all the time. Wonder who he, he says uh, Rex slash Blue V Indominus, Rex Breakout, and Malcolm's mm-hmm. Journey. Malcolm's yeah, Journey I'll... is pretty cool. Malcolm's a cool character. Oh yeah, one of the best. Romero Gomez Lopez says T Rex attacks kids in Jungle Explorer. Mommy is very angry. Airplane Spino and uh, Terra, uh, pter- pter- I was about to say pterodon. God, pterodon, 
attacks Billy. Um, the I uh, see. I should know how to say this. I talk to him all the time too. I think it's Chardon, or it could be Cardon. Cardon, po- Chardon, Pokal, Poke Band says uh, basically anything from JP3, right? <laughs> I think he might be kidding. He says when that raptor says yeah. Alan, <laughs> or when they reveal oh, Ellie and Grant aren't together. Oh, the guy's disappearing from the boat. That made sense. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it did. And then he says, "Very much." Ninety-three rec scene. <laughs> I think, yeah, he just—he uh, pretty much named all the bad scenes that. Uh... Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, let's let on, let you guys know, we'll be talking about the worst scenes in the Jurassic Park uh, saga. Oh yeah. On, on one of the next podcasts, so get ready for that one. And um, he said a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we'll go into depth about them. Yes. Uh, this one is uh, Cameron underscore 1997. Pretty much all pretty the dinosaurs. Cool do what? He's a pretty cool dude. I, uh, oh, okay. I've talked to him a few times. He says pretty much all the dinosaur attack scenes, plus my number one favorite is the first T-Rex attack in JP, the breakout. The breakout seems yes. to be the most popular uh, scene. It's a very oh. great scene. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, Gamer, Gamer Toys says when the Rex throws back the goat and turns towards the camera, I'll never forget. Oh, that I was just talking about yeah. that. Yeah, I'll never forget that moment as little nine-year-old me in the theater. <laughs> and now JP, oh, this one is uh, the underscore cave underscore movies underscore music and underscore more. Said now they have a lot of comments. I can't read all their comments, but I'll read some of them. Okay, there's one, two, because, three, uh, four. There's five. All right. So you read the first one. I'll read the next one. All right. So it says JP one. Ah, uh, there it is. Island reveal. Uh, JP one. Mister DNA. JP one. Toilet and JP one. Timmy's electrocution. Wow. Tim the human piece of toast. Yeah, I never would. Uh, I don't know. If the, that never really was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. I was kind of like terrified as a kid. I thought the kid. Died. Poor Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Same guy. He says, JP2, when the motorcycle goes between the legs of the dino and the valley scene. Yeah, that is a pretty yeah. cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even Ludlow, like, happy about that scene because <laughs> I think he claps. He's like, yeah. Which dentists. Um, JP2, T-Rex split dinner. Uh, I think we know what we're talking about there. Yeah. The wishbone scene. Poor Eddie Carr. <sighs> um, JP2, when the T-Rex stomps Roland and sticks to his. Oh, not Ro- No, it's not Roland that he stops. He uh, Carter. It's Carter. Yeah. And he sticks to his foot. Yeah. That, that yeah, that's good. a pretty funny scene. <laughs> that's good stuff. I, I I like that scene. Well, he's the one that ruined everything. He's the one that's like yeah. ah, <laughs> screaming on top of his lungs. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did a great Carter him. impression just right there. That was that was good. Vamos, vamos, lucky. Oh, is that what he's saying? I didn't know. Yeah, like, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Oh. It's pretty much saying that scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, cleared that up for me now that I know what he's I wasn't sure what he was saying when he was. Yeah, I thought he was just screaming random profanities or something. No, he's. he's um, if I remember correctly, he's like, Vamolos, Vamolos. Uh, he says something else. Because Vamolos means like, uh, let's get out of yeah, here. Yeah. Let's go. But it's like a quick, quick way of saying it. Like, emergency out out now oh, okay. um and then he says 
Uh, JP2, the T-Rex California Rampage. Oh, yeah. Yep, the San Diego scene. Nice. He's another one that likes it. All right, you go. The next one. Uh, let's see. Also, JP1, the Cups of Water. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the water ripples. That, you mean, you put that anywhere. I could put uh, a cup full of water yeah. somewhere and like do the ripples, and they'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. It's an That's iconic image. It really is. just such an iconic mm-hmm. image. Um... And he put for his next comment, JP3, Alan's playing Nightmare. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that would be any one of my favorite scenes. I think that's one of the scenes that made me kind of like what roll my eyes. Yeah. I was like, is this a comedy? Is this a stress <sighs> park? I didn't. It's 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 a scene that DC villain will make fun of me for, for the forever. Oh, yeah. He'll always bring that up. Every time. Anywhere we're at, he'll just be like he doesn't even need to say much. He just goes, he looks at me and goes, Alan. And I'm like, come on, man. It's not even funny. He's always talking about, like, there should be a raptor toy um, that should have said Alan. And I've and I've actually looked into, like, voice boxes or whatever oh, for awesome. toys. It'd be so yes. cool to make one. The little pack <laughs> raptor when he opens up his little snaggle tooth underbite jaw and he's like, Alan. That's what he needs to Alan. Say. Oh, awesome. man. Heavy. It would be great. And his like playset is on a plane. Yes. He comes with a playset. Dude, they plane. totally missed opportunity. Tangent alert. But they totally missed an opportunity to have a, a airplane playset for yeah, Jurassic Park three. Come about? on, Hasbro. They, they, all they needed was a fuselage. Yeah. That's it. You yeah, don't need exactly. the rest of the plane. You have the figures in there. Put the spinosaur like eating through there. Yeah, that'd been so cool. Anyways. And probably you know since they are a toy company, they had like a huge missile onto the fuselage. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, you know, they're what they Hasbro made GI Joe. They, I'm sure they could have found like a GI Joe fuselage yeah. mold and did it out of scale with everything else. Yeah, they repurposed the the motorcycle for Owen. Yeah, from uh, the Indiana Jones line. No, they could have done it. Lazy. They're very lazy. Lazy. But all right, um, you're re- you read the next uh, one. Jurassic World Hotel balcony reveal of the park and T Rex roar at the end. You know, that is one that I didn't put on my list, but it is also one of my favorites. Yeah. I guess it would be like honorable mention. Yeah, it's a very cool scene. It would be the scene. T-Rex roar at the end. I love that scene. It's like all of uh, us older people being kids again, seeing Jurassic Park again for the first time in 20-something years. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a good scene. Yeah. A beautiful scene. Like, uh, it, it's a callback to the original when she roars at the end, and then you see her at the end of Jurassic World roar over her kingdom. Yeah. It's so great. So, so, so awesome. My mom loves that scene, and so did uh, my sisters. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're not the biggest Jurassic Park fans, but they love that scene. Um, all right, so Jurassic Matthew 55 says, Jurassic Park 3, the lake scene. So I guess the Spinosaurus with the boat yeah. in the lake. It's a pretty good scene. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say, like, there does, like, have a funny moment with Barney being compared to the Spinosaur. That was, was kind of hilarious. <laughs> um, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, Life Finds a Way, uh, Jurassic Park, Rexy Roar, and Jurassic World, Indominus Rex, Main Street, Main Street Roar. Um, I guess when they're roaring against each other, oh, like, yeah. sizing them, sizing themselves up. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, when you see them in like the Indominus looks so so real yeah. when it does that roar and it's throwing the flare on, and like Claire throws a flare yeah. Claire throws a flare <laughs> hey that rhymed I wish I could do that all the time 
<laughs> It'd be part of like Jurassic Park, the rap song. Hot hot mixtape coming out next year. Yeah, hot mixtape coming. All the Jay Jurassic, time. Ted Brothers. Still have a boring name. He's a Nublar mix. <laughs> um, Dennis D. Goodness, Dennis D. Chahala. Maybe it's Dennis DC Hala. I don't know. Dennis says, Well, there are too many, because I pledged my whole life to this franchise. Finger in the air, heart thing. You know what? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough for for us to even make this list. I know. But we had to do it for the podcast. We did this for you guys. Two hours and five minutes. I am like five hours past my bedtime. This old guy is <laughs> this old guy is tired. <laughs> yeah, so am I. I have to wake up early tomorrow. <laughs> I gotta take my kid to school. It's gonna be pleasant. We're both gonna be cranky. Um, no, I have like uh, I have a lot of drawings to do tomorrow. <laughs> but hey, we're doing this for you guys. <laughs> you know? Matt McCauley says, Clever girl scene and when Ellie turns the power back on, one of the greatest jump scares of all time. Yes it is. Yeah, Mr. Definitely. Hammond, I think we're back in business. Ah, raptor. It's a good scene. Oh, yeah, that's, that's such a great scene because it's like the first reveal of the raptor. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's, and it's oh, man, does it look creepy. Oh, yeah. Killer, like, killer puppet just, like, that they used, man. Mm-hmm. Just like grabbing onto the fence. And then when you have like the tops cards, there's one where it shows the the raptor on the fence like that yeah. in, in the, the maintenance shed. And it's such, such a cool card. Yeah. And the lighting in it, it's, it makes the skin look almost black. Yeah. Very creepy. And very uh, alien-like. And Laura Dern's felt, you know? like her whole like reaction and acting during that moment is like really spot on. Like she did a great job. Oh, yeah. like Act like being terrible. Showing the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was great. Good actors. Mm-hmm. Good. Actors. Good scene. Oh yeah. Uh, Matt M. C. Collie. McCauley. Yeah, Macaulay. Good job, Matt. Uh, yeah, sorry, I just butchered the name, bro. Um, <laughs> I butchered everybody so far, dog- so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> dogfish Diver. That's a cool name. That is cool. Either he likes dogfish beer or... Oh, yeah. That's a good beer. Or uh, he dives for dogfish. Maybe. Um, when the Dillo kills Nedry. Yes. That's a really good scene. Yeah. Um, when the Rex first appears in JP1... Breakout scene. Uh, runners up are the opening scene where the worker gets torn apart by a raptor, and when Ellie is attacked while starting up the generator. We were just talking about oh, that yeah. scene, and yeah, um, that's a good scene too in the beginning. Yeah, where it just it, it like introduces you to the savagery of this park, you know? Yeah, they're like these. <laughs> this is like a job where, um, yeah, you could die, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of jobs out there like that, but this one is like. Um, like they're going home to his like wife. Well, ma'am, I'm sorry, but your husband was eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah, I, well, I feel like, like Joffrey's job could have been done with robotics or hydraulics. Like, mm, why? Yeah, does that's he been have... debated with uh with with Hammond like being cheap. Yeah, I guess so. It's just like I feel like maybe he or a harness, maybe just a harness with a rope. Spare no expense. You know? <clears throat> Spared yeah, lots right. of expense. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He cut corners. <laughs> There's a whole like I think there's a whole podcast with uh Brad talking about this how they uh they he did cut corners yeah. in some places. Yeah. Um oh well. All right. I'm going to 
totally not a better this, movie. this next name right. So, <laughs> jo- Joe Guevara. I think people just listen to hear me pronounce their names wrong. <laughs> they, they just change their names. Yeah, and then, like, let's like, just change their names completely anything. obscure so he can't even pronounce yeah. them. Joe Guevara, 1982, all Rex, Trike, and Pteranodon scenes. Yes. Oh, nice. yeah, the sick Trike scene, man. Uh, uh, such a great scene. You know, first mm-hmm. time hands-on with the dinosaur up close. Everybody's experiencing it. Such an awesome puppet. I mean, my goodness, they did. Uh, Winston and those guys did such an amazing job on that. Like yeah, all the people did, it did, took did. to control it, and just the actors. Like that was a great scene. Yeah, when Grant tells Ellie, and he's like, "It's it's my favorite dinosaur yeah. as a kid," and I see it's the most beautiful thing, yeah. most beautiful thing I've ever seen. That oh man, that scene brings like a tear to your eye yeah. because it's like. Like a, a Triceratops is such an iconic dinosaur. Now I remember a couple of years back, they um, they figured out that Taurosaurus and Triceratops are the same species, ah. and there was like uh, debates on changing the name to Taurosaurus mm. and completely getting rid of the Triceratops. And I'm not too sure if they kept the Triceratops, but um, last time I think that I read they did keep Triceratops and they erased Taurosaurus yeah. and then they just kept it triceratops as a species but when they were thinking about like taking away that name i was like no <laughs> like no <laughs> triceratops such an iconic oh, dinosaur goodness. you know let's see what we got three okay we got three comments left two are by the same guy uh x x d j r x x says jp3 and then he writes again and says, Spinosaurus versus Rex scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, let's just skip. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say anything. Um, Mosey Jiva, uh, no, Mosey Jives. Jives. Sorry, man. Um, when Spinosaurus and T-Rex first encounter one another, Mm, mute, mute. Um, as a kid that, as a kid that brought chills to my spine. Yeah, it brought chills to my spine, but uh, <laughs> in a completely different way. Yes, I get it. Though. Like, I get like, um, you know, because like some people were were probably well, uh, not probably some people were kids when Jurassic Park three came out, and so I look at it, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I don't, I don't, I'm not hating on the movie. I, I do it just a joke, but it's like I was too young for Jurassic Park to be my movie as a kid so the lost world was my jurassic park and so i get that like mm-hmm. some people were just kids when jurassic park 3 came no, out I, I, you know that was that's their it. jurassic park and they they have a nostalgic feeling for mm-hmm. it they love the toys and i totally get that i understand that and some and then 20 years from now there's going to be people who are like jurassic world was my jurassic park you know so well, I mean, no, there is there is i've i've yeah. i've uh talked to a lot of young fans and their favorite is jurassic world yeah and i mean i love jurassic world um and I have, I have friends that, that completely hate it. Yeah. Like, like don't even like mentioning it when they're Jurassic Park fans. Yeah. And uh, I have a very close friend of mine. She's a huge Jurassic Park fan. She's a collector and everything. And she hates Jurassic World. She does not like it at yeah. all. She gets like in a rage about it when we talk about it. And um, and I, I don't discuss the subject with her, you know, because <laughs> I love it. And then I have... Um, other friends of mine on Instagram that love Jurassic Park 3 and yeah. and they know and you know by now everybody knows that I'm not the biggest fan of it yeah. 
I don't hate the movie, but I'm not a fan of like there's certain scenes that I like the T-Rex Spino fight. I haven't seen it in years because I just skipped through it. Yeah. I don't I don't watch it. <laughs> I literally do not watch it. And like I was watching a video the other day where um the Jurassic Collection that lady that has like this freaking huge vast collection of Jurassic Park stuff and she lived I think she's from Mexico. Yes, yeah, uh, the like, Jurassic the, she's like Jurassic collector or something like that, right? Yeah, Dra- the Jurassic collection. She's yeah, got a yeah, killer her. collection. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she does. It's amazing. She posted a video not too long yeah, ago I just where watched that last night. Mhm. And she shows the scene. Yeah. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, actually I was actually at my job and I was um <laughs> I was cleaning utensils and whatnot, and I had it playing, and it came up, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And I couldn't do anything because I had gloves on, so I couldn't like skip through it. So I was like, "Ah, I haven't seen that scene in so many years!" It like blinded me for a moment. But I get it though that like that scene is a favorite to some of the younger fans, yeah. Because like you said, that's their first Jurassic Park, so it's it's naturally gonna be have that nostalgia yeah. attachment like lost world has that nostalgia attachment to, to me like it does to you yeah. and um it's just but to me i just you know i mean i i don't like that scene yeah <laughs> and i think they're like I, like i love hate relationship with Jurassic park 3 and i think what i love about it is like because i love alan grant's character from Jurassic park and he's in that movie i think that kind of helps ease my pain through watching it because knowing that Grant's in there and it's just like he's such a familiar character and so I think if he wasn't in there and it was just that cast without Dr. Grant or some random person you know I, it, I probably wouldn't care about it as much you know as much as I do you know so for, for what it is so yeah yeah I, I feel the same that's what, that's what like connects it yeah that- to the to the other movies I always felt that like Jurassic Park is like a big incident. Um, Lost World's a big incident, yeah. and JP three was just like a side story. Yeah, you like know, a rescue mission. Because there's not, yeah, it's 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 pretty much like uh, because in Lost World, the things that happen on that island, and the things that then with San Diego are big implications. Is something like the world finally found out about Jurassic yeah. Park. The first Jurassic Park, it's a big implication because the whole uh, Jurassic Park experience an island. Uh, like the whole plans for a park are completely demolished. Yeah. Uh, like they're 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 done, and um, um, and when you get to like JP three, it's I mean I know the military went there at the end of the movie, but like you know the military doesn't always tell everything they're doing, cause, yeah. and it's a good thing because then all our all the enemies around the world of, of military and whatnot would know the strategy, yeah. and it's just not good in military strategy to tell your enemy hey you know what we're gonna go here so um i feel like it's just the story was just kind of kept to the side not many people found out about it uh and it was just like isolated incident you know and uh cheetos cheetos meowing again um so like then when you get to Jurassic World it's another big event yeah. so I always felt like like JP3 is just like kind of like a, it felt like almost like a, a, side like a series yeah like almost like a Netflix yeah. type of thing that they could have done I could see that uh, thing continuing you know 
Yeah, but I mean, there's you know, like, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of really decent scenes in Jurassic Park three that I enjoy. I enjoy when they um like that. It's like real freaky when they're going through the uh, the hatchery and they they see the embryos oh, yeah. and the tubes and they and then uh, mm-hmm. um, Amanda like looks at that one. It's like the head of the raptor. And then it like busts through the glass, and there's that whole chase thing or chase scene through the corridor, and they mm-hmm. lock it in that gate. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I enjoyed that. You know, that I enjoyed the uh, a- the spinosaur or not the um, the terrace the pteranodon scene and stuff like that. You know, I think it's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, if it, you know, uh, I would say like the 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 thing that bothered me the most out of that movie was I guess would be, um. I don't know. You know what? Let's just leave this for like <laughs> the, the next one that we're going to be talking about, like things, that, scenes that bothered us yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know if we can make a top five. Probably just like scenes we didn't like here and there. I could, I could make a top five of scenes that I don't like from all the movies. But, oh, there you go. But you know, it, it would be. I mean, they're like minute things. I mean, just like they'd be nitpicking. Yeah. No. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll just leave it for that. We will leave it. <laughs> cliffhanger. Cliffhanger ending. Just like the trailers. <laughs> right there. Uh, so that is... We'll leave uh, you guys hanging like Malcolm, Sarah, and <laughs> Nick. Off rope. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah, the, uh, the two-hour and 17-minute, 49-50-second mark of our podcast. And that is all I this have. This podcast is longer than any of the four movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like, what is that? Jurassic Park, I think Lost World is like two minutes longer. Yeah. And uh, I think Jurassic World is like around the same mark as like Jurassic... It's just like between Jurassic Park and, and Lost World. Yeah. Things like two... Lost World is uh, 127 minutes. Jurassic Park is like 120, maybe? Wow. 20-something? I, I have no idea. Jur- I did, I did not know like the minutes 20. of those movies. You, you outfanned me, Jay. <laughs> I know, I know, like, like, Lost World, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 127. And I think, uh, JP3 is 90. That's the shortest, I think. Something. Yeah, it's 90 something. Yeah. So right now, with this podcast that we did, we have just, we're longer <laughs> than any one of the movies. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Brad, I think you might have to split this one in two. <laughs> if not, yeah. Thank you for sticking along with us. Yeah, if, you're still listening, <laughs> if you're still listening, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out and listening to us ramble yeah. on. Uh, yeah, really, guys. Thanks for actually like you know I mean, like uh, I know we're only like four episodes in with this, but I mean this started as this like fun idea that that uh, me and Ted had, and uh, and it all started from that from that um, Amber finds that I invited you on. Yeah, and it's. It's been going. It's blossomed cool. like into a beautiful listening. partnership. Yes, it has, <laughs> and it's like, dude, like people are actually listening to us. Yeah. What? <laughs> Hopefully, they're Hopefully. really listening to us to ramble on. Hopefully, they are. They're like people listen to like five minutes of us, and then they're like, oh. Well, I've been getting. Uh, I was getting nothing but like scenes of Savage Sam <laughs> for like a while. And when that podcast premiered, I got like a couple of times tagged and sent like uh, uh, direct messages with like the scenes and just like them <laughs> typing savage sam on the bottom i think if i'm not mistaken like, in the lost world because i was looking uh, to see if i could see that guy again in the lost world and i believe if i'm not mistaken he's one of the guys that helps deeter up after uh the camp gets attacked by nick 
So he does, have, he does have another scene in the movie, I believe. It could be mistaken. He doesn't have his uh, hat on, and he's not doing IT. I think they, they probably were like, "Yeah, get off that computer, help us yeah. out." <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right, anyway, well, Jay, where can these fine folks find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at j a y e underscore j u r a s s i c k. Same name on Twitter. And yeah, I actually have a Tumblr account too, which mm. is uh, called uh, Jur- um, Jur- I think it's like Jurassic Universe. I gotta find out. Cause I have, you know, you know, uh, uh, I have it. Uh, I've been getting some followers on there because I've been actually like, you know, how you can share on other platforms. Yeah. Some of your posts. So I've been sharing the the, the Instagram ones. So. Yeah, let me see. Go ahead, you guys. You tell where they can find you. <laughs> Let Jay figure out uh, where you can find his face at, and you can find me <laughs> on Instagram. Good old Ted Brothers. Uh, my logo says T Bro on it, and I post all kinds of crazy Jurassic Park uh, pictures and customs and other shenanigans uh, regarding Jurassic Park. And uh, you can also find me on the YouTube's where I do my repaint videos. And the YouTubes. uh, the YouTubes, and um, uh, yeah, that's I mean, pretty much you can just listen to me uh, say uh, a lot in my paint videos, so um, oh, yeah, <laughs> and I found it, uh, it's this uh, jjurassic.tumblr.com. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm like, uh, I have all pretty much a lot of the Instagram posts, but I also will have like convention stuff and whatnot there too and you can probably hear jingles just meowing in the background a lot right now <laughs> i hear him say, you hear him yeah go to bed i'm tired yeah i think he's hungry <laughs> all right so uh lead us off Ted. guys if you just step aside and trust in nostalgia a podcast will find a way there we go. That's my copyright free music. They won't be able to, they won't be able to get me. No, I don't think so. Goodbye everybody. We will see you next time. Take care. Alright, see you guys. See you Jurassic fans. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 125th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jay and Ted for yet again another fantastic installment of Jay and Ted's Jurassic Adventures. I absolutely love these dudes and their segment. It's always so much fun and exciting to listen to them geek out. I hope you all enjoyed it too. Now, as I'm sure you've heard before, we are, of course, taking requests and submissions for the new year. So if you're interested uh, in becoming involved in the show, email 
email us, hit us up on our contact page, let us know. We are seeking guests, contributors, or cool segment ideas if you have any. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter. At Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, Send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening. I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.